0: Welcome back
1: to It's All Bad. No longer tweaking with Jody Sweden. We've got a full house.
0: As you might have noticed, there's no more ads on this show. And that's possible because of Patreon and guys like you and gals. So please subscribe on Patreon. we got special gift for you and tell a friend. All right, welcome back to It's All Bad. I'm Danny.
1: I'm Reno. I'm Keith. And we're here with...
2: Jody, special Hi, Jody. guest,
3: special yeah. guest. <laughs> We've been after her for a long time. Miss Jody Sweeten, how are you? I'm good.
2: good. Reno, how are you?
3: I'm good. I'm good. Thanks so much for agreeing to come on with us.
2: Absolutely, my pleasure. This I haven't seen you in a long cool. time. It's good to see you doing well. So. Yeah,
3: yeah, no doubt, no doubt. It has been a minute. It has been a minute. I uh, we talk a little bit about it on here. You know, Danny and I were both in the same treatment center. I think I did his intake,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh,
3: I went one of the first shining faces I saw when I arrived there was yours.
2: Really? Kind of yeah.
3: running the operations yeah, or whatever,
2: right? Yeah, that was a, a nightmare. A, li- <laughs> <laughs> a lifetime mean,
3: ago. yeah, it was
2: fun, but it was a lot. Yeah, it,
3: it definitely was and we always kind of like, you know, we touch on it here and there because like, some of us had this like, super fun like, camp, summer camp experience there, you know what I mean? Where we were like, right. having a blast, everybody was palling around and everything right. and yeah, it was definitely like uh, best at times, worst at times. Type yeah, situation. I get it. I mean,
2: the rehab sort of has that effect. You're either like, that was awesome. Yeah. Or, right. <laughs> and you're like, I want to go home. This is my new best friend. Yeah, totally. Or, and then you're like, oh my God, these fucking degenerates. What <laughs> am I right doing? Now. Right. Yeah.
0: It's kind of like we were in a summer camp where all the <laughs> camp counselors were like killing people <laughs> overnight. And the owner of the camp was like, wait, wait. It yeah, was like yeah. going
2: to a summer camp run. By Jason, except everyone knew going into it. (laughs) Totally.
3: (laughs) Totally. Yeah, Yeah, that's Uh, that's that's a a really good way to put it.
0: Wait, who worked when you were okay? So when you worked there, because I got there, you were by the time that I got there, you were you had already you dipped when like I got there in 2015, and you you worked there.
2: I dipped right around then because it was right not too long before um, then we started doing Fuller.
3: Yeah, that's exactly what it was, and I, I I remember I was like super amped for you to be going back to you know yeah. what you love to do, and uh, yeah, like you know a few months after that you're like on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was I, exactly. it, was, it was really
2: fun. It was really fun. I will say though, I definitely uh, I think I skated into starting Fuller House. I had quit my job and treatment and like skated into starting Fuller with like $250 in my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, it was it was one of those divine timing, sort of like, thank
3: you. No, that's, that's incredible. <laughs> that's kind of, I remember seeing like the cast of Friends being interviewed by Oprah at one time, like after they were like three seasons in and it was like, you know, and I think at that point they were like, Negotiated together to all get a million dollars well, an they, episode yeah, or whatever. All, mm-hmm.
2: The Friends Friends actually filmed on the set after we did, like the same um, building or whatever. They call it the Friends set. I call it the Full House set. But right? Whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> friends schmends. <laughs> yeah, um, totally right. I've actually never seen an episode of Friends. No. no. Of You're not so. missing anything. Never. I, I I I don't like sitcoms. I'm sorry. This is with we've completely gone off on a random tangent. You're I don't the, know where I, we started.
3: We My we ADHD
2: it. is alive and kicking right now. Is,
3: <laughs> hallelujah. We don't want we want an unbridled Jody. Right? You know what I mean? Like,
2: well, sir, buckle up because I have had some caffeine today.
3: <laughs> love that. Love that. I uh no, but what I was gonna say about that was I remember like Oprah was like so what was the first thing you bought after you know getting that million dollar an episode deal and like she they cut to Joey whatever the actor's name is Matt LeBlanc I yeah, think. yeah and he's like dinner
2: right <laughs> <Like, laughs> yeah it was so fucking broke dinner, yeah. he
3: like he got that first deal or whatever you know he got fucking dinner yeah yeah.
2: <laughs> Pretty much, yes.
3: Kind of make it or break it in that industry.
2: It's very true. But it is nice to know that, you know, I've had a couple people who were like, I remember like seeing your face when I first came out of my stupor in treatment. Yeah. Um, And I'm sure that was a mind fuck for plenty of people. (laughs) They were like... Wait, that, that girl has problems? problems. Detox drugs, do <laughs> they? Yeah, I know. No have. Shit, right? <laughs> are you? Wait, what? Yeah, that definitely happened a few times.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that a few times. Stephanie Tanner. That yeah, was they were like, "Aren't you name, on right? full?"
2: Yeah, and I was like, "Well, I was," but then they were like, "Why are you here?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Cause I needed a job." <laughs> <laughs> We right.
0: took. I worked at a place that took over one of Bob Forrest's uh, old sober okay. livings up in the Hollywood Hills and we took over his house and like the house came with the residents that were still there like he lived there and then he had a baby and moved out and we right. took over the lease and it came with like two residents and his cat that he just left. I thought there. you
2: couldn't do that anymore where you like buy property and it comes with people.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, this is a few years <laughs> okay, ago. I'm not okay, going to mention okay. any names or anything.
3: But <laughs> and it was in the treatment was, world.
0: Sorry, so. oh, okay. oh, in the treatment a, world. Yeah, never yeah, mind. Yeah, never yeah,
2: mind. Yeah. yeah, you can it. And just, Bob, and Bob was, was a part crash. owner
0: of the treatment center that I was working at. Got whatever. It, they, yeah, it was right. done. You know, it's like but,
2: when you buy a building and you inherit the
0: tent. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I was
2: kidding. By we the way, take
4: that joke out. That was horrible. That's
0: a great joke. Awful. So we get there and there's a cat that he left behind and two residents that are at the rehab. You know, one of them is like out of his mind, gone. And the other one... Looks at us and he goes like, kind of looking around. He's like, "All right, I see what's going on here." And it, I mean, I've, I've sponsored the guy for a few years now. And I'm like, "What's going on here?" He Goes, "You think I'm not fucking onto you, motherfuckers?" And he walks back in his room, slams the door. I was like, "What's going on?" You know? And he goes, "I fucking." He goes, "Where's the cameras at? Huh? Where's the fucking cameras? Oh, I know they're oh sending you." In. And I was like, "Dude, what are you talking about?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, first fucking, I come to the sober living and it's fucking Bob Forrest fucking house, you know? <laughs> he's like, celebrity fucking rehab. Now you guys show up." He goes. I know there's hidden cameras in here. You think you got me full? And he was like coming out of meth psychosis. Right. I was going to say, like, and then the pet yeah. team comes yeah. out and they're <laughs> like, I'm no, like, sir, you need I'm to like, go back buddy. to your room. You're not a fucking there's celebrity. Yeah. right. But you're a fucking, you were like a preschool, um, what's like a preschool tutor, you know, that was doing amphetamines for the last 10 years. You're not by any means a fucking no one a gives qualified a shit. for celebrity. Right. You're not that important.
3: <laughs>
1: but so in
2: in their, their own minds, minds. yeah, yeah that is so legends wild about in the our disease. own minds I mean yeah. we all were
1: yeah back in the, back Straight. in the day oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, wait where'd you grow up Jody?
2: I actually grew up in uh, uh, technically Orange County but LA oh.
1: um,
2: I mean I I always say LA because I feel like I spent most of my time in LA um, when we shot uh, the original show we were in uh, Culver City at oh. Sony Studios. And then we did our last two seasons at Warner Brothers here in Burbank. So. Nice. Um yeah, I mean it, I was up here a lot. My mom drove me back and forth every day. Really? Yeah. Till till we moved to Warner Brothers and we had an apartment up here, the Oakwoods that collapsed oh, in the yeah. earthquake. Oh, we no. um we had an apartment up here um so that I could stay cuz I had an acting class like during the week and when we were shooting and stuff, it was just easier than driving. The Oakwoods
3: back the Oakwoods are like a notorious like Sitcom TV show. Well, there's there's the Oakwoods
2: that are now the like Ava on on Barham Barham and whatever, and that that was always an an Oakwood, and then there was one further down, like more towards um, like Sherman Oaks, Sherman Oaks, uh, like by the mall over there. Right. But the one on the hill here was all, like, you would find, everybody would go and live there, especially people from out of town because you would come and they had furnished apartments and they all fucking smelled the same. I don't know what cleaning product they <laughs> used, but it was like, hmm, is that... Morgue, yeah. no. Um, but it was just, you know, everything was the same, and it was always infested with rats. Everyone knew oh, that. I was shit. like, really? Fucking rats. Oh, because you're up in a hill, like, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there were always rats, but it was just the place where everyone was, and you'd be like driving through and just see random people from you all know.
3: celebs and shit. A lot of celebs yeah.
2: and a lot of celebrity Actors. kids. Yeah, because their families would come out here when the shows were shooting. You know, there would be people that lived in Georgia yeah. or whatever, out of town. Right, they'd come into town, shoot easy, for nine months, right, right. and it was like, well, we don't have to buy a house and do yeah. all that. So,
1: so wait, how? So you were basically you were just always doing on set school most of your childhood, right? No,
2: actually, I did um, sort of a weird hybrid version where um, I would go to school in the morning. And then I would go to work in the afternoon. So we, uh, the first season of Full House, we had mostly on-set tutoring until we kind of got into our, our rhythm. And I started kindergarten when we started Full House. Uh, excuse me, first grade. I skipped kindergarten and went into first grade. And then um, would go to school in the morning and work in the afternoon. And then by season Two or three, we had a four-day work week. Oh. So Mondays were off. I'd go to school all day. Tuesdays and Wednesdays were rehearsal day. I would go to school in the morning. My mom would pick me up in Orange County at like lunchtime, around eleven forty-five. I'd oh my we'd gosh. drive up back in the days when you could make it from Orange County yeah, to it's LA. Four I'd be like, oh, 45 yeah. minutes an hour, you'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I'd drive up here and then I do rehearsal and run throughs and water fittings and all that. And then we'd drive back home on rehearsal days and then Usually Thursdays and Fridays were my strictly on-set tutoring days because those were the days that we shot so, and then had an, like an audience taping on Fridays.
3: So so you So were, I did both.
2: I had like my, all my... I went to a public school in Orange County. Right. Like none of my friends What city were, Orange County? Uh, Cyprus, oh, actually, okay. so, where John Stamos actually grew up. Oh, no, Oh really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His family still lived down lived down there when we were on the show. His um, He's mom.
1: super nice, right?
2: John's a doll. He's yeah. wonderful. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was like a normal existence except yeah. for the fact that it wasn't.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, how did you, how did you get into, I mean, your, your parents just took you on auditions as a kid, like
2: when you I, were like a ham, a little ham. I was a little and- ham and it's funny because, um, I just recently found these old, audio tapes that my mom had. And when I was two and three years old, she would interview me on like the little recording <laughs> with the, you know, the microphone thing. Yeah. And in the days before, uh, you know, v-, v VHS recorders and camcorders. Yeah, and, all that shit. Yeah. and I just had them transferred and listened to them the other day. And I like, I heard my little interviews with my, and I was like, I see it. <laughs> Honestly. Like I was like, Oh Yeah. I see why you put me in this. Like right. I was like, and now I'm gonna do this. And <laughs> like, just I said something. Then one time I was like, no, no, I'm very exhausted now. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like I really? was just yeah. Like I was just that kid, and I loved it, and I loved performing. That's
3: awesome.
2: My parents had no. I mean, I come from a pretty working class, you know, family. Like nobody in the business, nobody that had any connections to this. And like, it was like, sure, if she wants to do a couple auditions, and then. 37 years later, here I am, so, you know.
3: And she just drove you up here and took you on a couple of auditions and you got some commercials I mean, I started stuff.
2: doing, um, I started doing, like, print stuff because that's usually where you start, yeah. at least it was then. I don't know how this fucking business works anymore. Right, but like
3: close-time kids right, or whatever. Right,
2: yeah, exactly. So like little local ads, you know, whatever. Um, KC Pennies. So I did some I of that, but then because I was reading at a really early age, um, my mom was like, I think you could probably go out for, like, Shows and commercials and stuff, even though I was only four. And most um, Damn. Uh, most of the time, they wanted kids that were a little bit older that looked yeah young because they were could read and memorize and do all that stuff. But I could Take already do that. Stuff. Right. Yeah. I was already there. And so my mom was like, I don't know. I think she could do it. And I met my agent, and I did a little cold reading with her. And she sent me out of the room and told my mom, like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I did a bunch of commercials and was that agent
3: just like up here on Sunset somewhere
2: no she oh my god Judy Savage is the loveliest woman she's still alive she's like in her 90s now she's hilarious um, she had almost all the kids on TV shows, like in the eighties and nineties, Oh wow! like all of TGIF were she was like the number one like, kid uh, agency Urkel and all
3: those kids. I don't
2: know if Jaleel was with her, but I know like a lot. I mean, there was Andrea and I who played Kimmy. She and I were with her. Christine Lakin from step by step, Danica McKellar, Fred Savage, oh, um, like oh, all damn. of these. Ki- I and mean, we have a picture Somewhere of her, like like twentieth thing, like a class photo of all of us that were on shows currently in like ninety two with her, and she had like thirty five clients that just just that were on shows. She was great, and I I really. My mom still talks to her. She's like part of our family. She was not a pimp your kid out kind of child agent. She really she had kids who had grown up in the business too, and she. Is she related
1: to Fred Savage? No, No. she's not actually.
2: Um, But I don't know if you ever remember her daughter Tracy Savage here in LA was. uh, She was a news reporter on like Channel Nine or Channel Six. Yeah, doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, no. Um, But anyway, it was just sort of. Like, right place at the right time for a lot of it. I think
3: I got a text message the other day. One of the TGIF kids is, like, running for Senate or Congress. Like...
2: Uh, ben, ben Savage.
3: Ben, what show is he on? He
2: was on Boy Meets World.
3: That's right,
1: That's, yeah. He was, yeah, he's the, he's yeah, he is. was, like,
0: the main... I, yeah. I've oh. worked
1: with Fred Savage as a commercial director okay. a couple of times. Yeah. And I've worked with Danica as an actor on a commercial.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw Danica at 90s Con this weekend.
3: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I saw some posts of that 90s con. What was that all about? It was, it like... was
2: fun. It was, um, they did the first one in Hartford, and it was really successful. Um, and then they did another one, but they got the casts from, like, Charmed, 90210. Oh, dang. Full House, Family Matters, like, a bunch of, ni- you know, nostalgic yeah. 90s shows. And we go and do, like, a signing convention. That's
3: it's so fun. rad. That's it's, so cool. Our
2: fans, especially because there's a lot of kids and families, like, I just, I, it's, it's really sweet. That's so rad. Or like, I had a family fly from Peru. No what? way. To meet me. Oh my. They were like, gosh. You, they were like, the person, the f- person who was in the states that was translating for them, their family member. Was like, yeah, you know, our daughter, she just wanted to meet you. Oh, this was our so family sweet. vacation. <laughs> I was like, what? that's amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. that's
4: cool. That's that's,
2: talk about really feeling inadequate, though. You're like, <laughs> I, am, I would not come yeah. from to see me. No, but yeah. you know those
3: those shows, like sitcoms, like they just hit, man. I know you say you're not really into them or whatever, but like. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're growing up, and you're watching that, and there's all these kind of things going on in this dialogue between the kids and the parents, and these little life lessons yeah. and stuff. You know, it
2: resonated with a lot of people.
3: I'm more of a two and a half men guy myself. When Charlie was
4: <laughs> got <on>. it. <laughs> See,
2: I'm more of a. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, yeah. kind of person, oh, and right, that's right, what like right. my kids watch yeah. too. And I'm like, that's a terrible. Your oh. kids watch that? They're 13 and 15, oh, okay. but they started well before they should have. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you yeah. get
3: to that point where you're so sick of watching kid stuff. Don't get me wrong. Like, I have fun with my kids watching, like, Moana. How old are your girls now? They're five and a half and seven. Oh, my God. And they're savages. Yeah. (laughs) Especially my youngest. I saw a post today that was like... me con- it was like a woman sitting in her car with a finger to her head It's like me contemplating like the fragileness and blah 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 of my first child and then it cuts to like King Kong it's like my second child it's <laughs> <laughs> so like King Kong crashing I into the, had building the
2: other shit. yeah my first my, my daughter was like wow, I'm yeah. gonna wreck every, you know she's the older like, one she's the older one she's an athlete she's just she and she's taller than me she's 5'9 she's That's like wild. I will whoop your ass I'm <laughs> like
3: bring it You're yeah like, you don't we, we
2: had have, we, we have that moment in the pandemic I mean, oh, that was shit. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's like, got tough. got 26 years kid. of being sneaky on your ass. <laughs> Try me, kid. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> See, I came here. Okay, so I moved here in 92 from Ukraine. Like the Soviet Union just collapsed. Right? I moved here. I don't speak the fucking language. I don't know what's going on. I grew up. On like, you know, I grew up on Full House. I grew yeah. up, like, I learned, like, my parents are both working fucking nine jobs or whatever to fucking right. make it right, happen, right. you know? I don't know what the fuck the kids are talking about in school. The ESL classes were full, so they put me in special ed classes. Because they were like, right. it's the same thing, you know? Might as well, you right, know? Right. So right. I don't know what the f- I was like, I don't know what the fuck. Like, I was like, okay, apparently I this is where I belong, right. you know? And I, I don't know what anybody's saying. And I'm learning, like, I would come home and I would watch Full House and I'd watch... um Boy Meets World. And I'd watch those shows, you know, whatever, uh, Family Matters, all that, like, all the TJF stuff. Like, that's where I would learn shit to bring back yes. to my parents and be like, wait, there's this holiday. It's called Thanksgiving. We have to get a turkey. <gasps> we, have to we, have to we have to do, have to do it. What right, we're right. Yeah, we have to. Like, no, right, right. like, no, I no, be this we're own. not Americans yeah. if yeah, we don't no, do the yeah. turkey day <laughs> thing. We need but. the turkey. We got to say what we're doing. They're like, what are you talking about? My And to this day, like, my mom, you know, and God bless her soul, she makes the, like, she does this, like you know this like Ukrainian Russian style turkey thing we still have all this stuff that's like it has nothing to do with Thanksgiving (laughs) whatsoever that she brings out I mean Thanksgiving is kind of fucked anyway so you know I'm gonna celebrate your mom's version
2: of Thanksgiving now actually I think it's better but
0: it's still you know it's delicious but she does like you know like the it's it was just like little stuff that we picked up you know and I learned so much about the culture I mean that's American
2: culture anyways like just take a little of that a little of it you know whatever sometimes by force no um <laughs> yeah. But it's funny you mentioned that actually because um, Max and Val Smirkovski who were two dancers on Dance with the Stars oh, yeah, yeah. who are also both Ukrainian, um, learned English from in New York from watching Full House. Wow. It was like their so favorite crazy. show. Huh? And like so many people have told me that story like I came to this country and every like Full house was just the show that I watched and I learned.
3: That's so wild. Yeah. I, dated yeah. a Pol- I dated a Polish girl when I lived in Orange County that when she moved here as a kid, learned English watching Three's Company. So I think I'm
2: <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> Oh, that, that crazy Larry. Right oh,
4: no, right?
3: <laughs> Dude, I it's love really. that. I,
2: I just did a Three's Company rewatch podcast and well. I was a guest because I love that show. I do too. Good show. Have you watched it recently?
3: No, it's been a while.
1: Does it hold up?
2: No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's there's so many things that you're like, oh my God it's so blatantly, horrifically like sexist. Yeah, oh or yeah. Or just all like Oh yeah, and
3: they're always ogling Chrissy. Oh and yeah, shit. and like
2: even just everything. I was like, oh this show, yeah, wow, yeah. we have we've grown. But also um, He's
3: pretending to be gay and doing that. Well, yeah, the whole like, the
2: entire premise of the show does not work now, right? <laughs> yeah, like, oh those single women can't <laughs> rent an apartment by themselves. <laughs> so we need a, a man to help us. Like, yeah, oh, totally, totally. But it was it was funny just watching it, and I have to tell you, Larry's pants in the episode that I watched, you guys, I could see mushroom. I could see no way. I swear to fucking oh yeah, he was I like disco out with like was, tight pants. They and were shit. light gray. Okay, this was like gray sweatpants, but <laughs> suctioned to his body. All right, there was every. I was like, oh, how did they let this on? See, it's That's like network, show.
3: high network television. Right, yeah. I was like, Day, "Wow,
2: the AM. '70s were a wild
3: time." <laughs> I remember, like, one episode, Um, he like either found a pot plant on the balcony or like was growing pot or something, and then like it was a whole thing cannabis. But it's such a great, I had no fucking idea what they were talking such about. Such
2: a great shit. Like watching it though, and seeing some of the comedic timing and stuff like that, and. Like, I remember watching those shows as a kid and being like, that's really funny. And sometimes I didn't know why it was funny. And it was like growing up around Bob and Dave and stand up oh, comedians, yeah. I didn't always know why something was fu- funny. Most of the time I did. And I shouldn't have. And I'm not sure how I figured it out. But it was like, I loved that sort of humor and those, you know, the, yeah. those sorts of like.
1: The funny thing about Bob is like, People always think of him as the full house dad, but he was a raunchy comic. But he
2: was like I've never, but I've never known that. uh, But when people are like, I'm so shocked. I'm like, Bob's always been like that. Like, not like he was like that inappropriate in front of us, you know, as kids or whatever. But but like a
3: little off color here and there or whatever. I mean, look.
2: When I started doing Fuller, I realized just how hard it is to keep jokes on the inside when you're in a room full of children, and sometimes you say things that you really hope that they don't pay attention to, and. so I understand his dilemma now, <laughs> but no, I was, I mean, I was really close with Bob and uh, he took me to the Laugh Factory when I was like 10 years old the no first sure. time. No way. I had to, I would spend the weekends cause he had three daughters and so I'd go home with him sometimes after a taping on Friday night to go spend the weekend with his kids. Oh, that's cool. And uh, yeah, one night we uh, were driving back and he goes, all right, I didn't tell your mom this. I gotta go do a last minute set at the Laugh Factory. You're coming with me, and I'm like, yeah. Oh. So it, like, we walk in through the back door, it's just little. I sit up on the back speaker. I got to flash him his light uh-uh. and everything. Oh, oh yeah, no yeah. Shit. It was great, and he oh was just God. like, oh fuck. He was like, he was like, he was like, Janice is gonna kill me, you know. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I won't that say anything. So, yeah, that's it was great. That so ass. Yeah.
3: Wow. That so. Uh, was there anyone in the house that night? Any other like celeb comedians or
2: I don't remember. I was 10 years that's old. True. I didn't wow. give a shit about anything yeah. And I'm pretty sure, sure it was honest. like, we came in, Bob did his tight 10 or whatever, yeah. and then it was like, and I'm out, <laughs> you know? So. His
3: tight 10.
4: <laughs> oh. He
2: was at that point then when he could just kind of float in, I'm going to do a set, cause, yeah. you know, and then leave, so.
3: Yeah, no, nah, that's amazing. Everyone was so sad to hear about his passing. Oh, you know? yeah. It was really tough.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was, um, I just wish he could have been here to have seen it because he would have loved all of the attention. Yeah. <laughs> And I say that in the best way he was the most insecure like uh, how do I I'd like just one of those people that was like I'm not really that great but let me tell you about how great I am like you know what I mean like but I'm not did I say too much let me tell you more you know and and I love Bob for that And, um, but yeah, he was just, he was a mensch. He was a really, really wonderful human. And it was, yeah, it was really sad.
3: What a, what a cool experience you got to have with him. Oh yeah. Doing the shows and stuff and just, you know, having him in your life for that time.
2: Yeah. Um, Definitely shaped my sense of humor. (laughs) Much to my mom's disappointment.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't have picked a better person for that.
2: It's true. I mean, I literally grew up around stand-up comedians, so.
3: That's dope. That's so cool. John Stamos is not aging at all. Like, what is going on with
2: that, huh? I mean, Greek yogurt good does genes, fucking wonderful genes, things. Right? No, um, yeah, good. I mean, good genes. Straight you know? up. I, I mean, I will take no credit for anything that I look like today. I certainly tried everything in my power to age myself like a fucking crane. wild
3: that we're all sitting here right now and as hard as we all went in the paint... To just fucking undo it all. I was I listening
2: mean? to your Margaret Cho episode, which was hilarious, by the way. <laughs> um, but I was she listening was to that and you guys, yeah, you were like, Man, heroin just preserves people. I don't yeah, I don't know what it is, but I do think stopping drinking early definitely definitely saves uh yeah.
1: when did you start drinking?
2: God, uh for like thirteen.
1: Oh shit.
2: Yeah, I was like thirteen, and I'll say like For me, now, obviously, years and years of therapy later, and just some adult, you know, hindsight, um, at 13 was when the show ended. Yeah. I went back to school full-time. I was starting high school.
3: In Orange County? In Orange
2: County. Uh, Yeah, I was starting high school. I just turned 13. The show had just ended, and I was going to be a full-time student, like, and had never had that experience in my life. And... Like, I look at it now and I'm like, well, yeah, I fell apart and was, like, looking for anything. Because I realized now, like, I had a huge crisis of self, which we all are having at 13, 14, 15 yeah, years old. Yeah, but totally. then it was this extra layer of, like, but then there's this character that people think that I am. And I'm not that. I don't know what I am. And then also being adopted and, like, well, I'm not that, but I don't know what I am. So it was, like, I look at it now and I'm like, yeah, I just was, like... Who am I? Who who am I? Who do you want me to be? Who can I, what can I do to make me better? We're all looking better? for
3: validation at that age. Right. You know what I mean? And like, with the era that I grew up in, that Keith grew up in too, it was like, it was fucking dicey. You're out there looking for validation and attention from people who are out there partying well, I also with drugs, think
1: with her, it's like, you know, she's this on like a really big show as a kid. And like, all of a sudden you're in high school and everybody's probably just like, oh, she's rich. You know what I mean? All yeah. that kind of oh, weird yeah people shit.
2: yeah, people, I mean, you know, middle school was awful, but middle school is just awful anyway. now that I have my kids that have gone through middle school, I'm like, I hate middle schoolers. <laughs> I hate them all. Um, <laughs> they are they are vicious little fuckers. um, but it was just it was a really hard time in my life. And so I think I was just looking for anything to fill that void and also, you know, I got diagnosed with ADHD later in life within the last couple of years. And all of a sudden, like looking back on so many things that like, I was like, I knew my brain worked differently. I knew it wasn't just this or that, you know, like it was, right. my brain suddenly went from being totally stimulated and fulfilled and creative to like, yeah, hmm. and not knowing who you were. And I, yeah. I did not handle that well. Yeah, at all.
3: <laughs> I, I don't know anyone that would. Yeah,
2: you know? it's. I, I mean, that's the thing. I don't think anybody handles it. And, and and you know, this business doesn't prepare you for life after it. Yeah. You know, it it bill it it sells you on the idea of what it's going to take to get there, to get to the top, and to get to the thing, and then you. But then you're there. You ain't going to stay there. Yeah. So then what? Then who are you? What who are you? And what do you become without all of that other shit? And that. Is not a question that I don't I think you can really answer at 13. So it took a long time and a long, ugly, uncomfortable way of trying to f- answer those questions.
3: And so you're in high school, you're 13, you're in ninth grade, you yeah. started to find friends that drink and smoke. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. Started finding friends. Like, I think even <laughs> like in eighth grade, you know, we'd like steal a beer from someone's stepdad and a Marlboro Red and go <laughs> s- climb a tree and smoke a cigarette, <laughs> you know? And, um, I really should have known though when I smoked a Marlboro Red and didn't cough the first time oh, that that yeah. was the sign of things to come. You like rip but the yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna smoke it like a lucky strike." Yeah, oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, that would come later, but <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. You know, that was like the first little dance into it, and then also, you know, I was adopted, and that's something that I've talked to, uh, about a lot more um throughout my sobriety and things like that. But I was adopted, and both of my biological parents, the only thing that I really knew about them was that they both suffered from addiction issues oh and so there was also I think a weird component n- now that I look at it and can be really honest about it, there was a weird component that was like, maybe if I do this, I'll be like them because I didn't recognize myself
3: in your in my mom parents. or
2: in my you know what I mean in my in my parents, my mom and dad, but I thought well, if these biological people are connected to me maybe that's what i am right. and so it was this weird like seeking the seeking. it was this weird seeking of trying to understand what that was for them and trying to understand where i came from and what those what that feeling is like yeah but it also was just like i don't like grasping at straws for some sort of identity
3: yeah and and in doing so you opened up the you opened up the floodgates a little bit. Oh, for
2: sure, yeah. for sure. And you know, my 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 parents, my mom and dad, um, who you know adopted me, but are my mom and dad because they've put up with all my shit through the years. <laughs> um, you know, they were both totally normal. <laughs> they are really? not. They are not alcohol. They they don't even drink. They don't, maybe occasionally. I've seen. I think I've seen my mom drink alcohol like a handful of times, less than ten right. in my life. They just don't drink. They're just not those people. My dad was a superintendent at a gypsum plant in Long Beach Harbor. Oh, wow. Had, like, came from Oklahoma, post-depression baby, like, lived in a dirt floor tent, had nothing. Oh, wow. Shit. Very normal, normal people. Yeah. Who didn't have any of those things. Yeah. I mean, they got their own things. We all have our things. Right, right. But But those were not the ones. And so it was, starting in high school, it just started becoming this thing that was... Not only how I could differentiate myself from my parents, which is what everyone's trying to do at 13. For sure. But it was how I could connect with my biological link, that, that the only thing I knew was that they were alcoholics and addicts. So oh, maybe wow. this makes me like them, but also fuck them. And then also, but at least maybe my peers won't think I think I'm better than them if mm. I get really drunk. Oh,
3: right. And it, you know, right. so there's
2: all of these things that yeah. like I see now. The, what alcohol was doing for me, and the questions that I that it was trying to answer. Yeah,
1: I don't. I always think, even if you think about like the different strokes cast, you know, I think they're right. Maybe Todd. Maybe I think maybe the older brother's alive. Todd's, the two Todd's dead. still alive.
2: Yeah, but like is
1: even like little rascals, all that kind of shit. Because it's like they don't like making when you're five and become famous. Like I mean, I can't even imagine.
2: There's no, like, um I, and you know, I have my mom. um Actually, was on my How Rude Tannerito's podcast. It's a Full House rewatch podcast that Andrea Barber, who played Kimmy, and I are doing. But my mom was a guest on the show recently, and I asked her. I said, "If you, you know, start all over again, but it was today, and I was five today, would you put me on social media somehow and would do that?" She said, "I would absolutely not. It's different." And wow. it really, really is. I, and I don't, I would not want to be a young person in this business today. It's hard I'm, enough being a, like a, a normally aged um, person like I am <laughs> 41. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think, you
0: think about all this stuff with social media, with like the whole like, how, you know, people, What with what people can say, the the, the public form? You, right. fa- I mean, you know, Twitter, I mean, all of it, you know, just being able to, you know, now. like people talking shit and people, the
1: weirdest It's the worst fucking thing to happen able, to able, this planet. Yeah,
0: so yeah, it's really
2: dark.
1: That and the internet. Yeah. We don't yeah. need either of we them. We don't need yeah. either of No, I'm, yeah. I'm
2: with you on that. Yeah. I can't yes, wait till yes. it all blows up. I mean, right. not like I'm planning that or anything. Please, <laughs> I just want to put that out there. But I, I, I do, I think, um, I find myself more and more as I, you know, and get, enter into my 40s more comfortably, that I'm like, this, you do, you start just really like, this is just bullshit. Like, this is so not the thing. And I don't think that, I, I don't think we equip anybody to handle that. Yeah. So, and and now we all have sort of some weird form of like internet presence, you know? Totally, totally. And I just don't, I, I think, I just don't think we're equipped as humans to do this. And when you're put in that position at a very young age I'm grateful for it because I think like I said it kept me entertained and stimulated and creative and all of the things that I needed for my little growing brain but then it does end and there's no skills for what you do next Mm. and even with the best of landings which is what I had and working on a set with great people and having normal parents and like and education and only these things like, it still really fucks you up. It's yeah. still weird, and I love this business, but it is um, it is not friendly to your mind.
3: Yeah, you know? it's it's really interesting to hear that because I'm like a huge TV file cinephile. Like I love movies, I love television. Like you know, and uh, I'm always like curious to you know what know what it's like. So it's really interesting to hear that side of it and you're right like the way it is now i mean when you look at how it was back then when you're filming these sitcoms it's like no one has access till the show comes on the air right it's all kind of happening in these right you don't have to places. do all of this
2: extra content of, yeah. who, of yeah. putting now yourself out there like, it's like you're just doing a show you're doing a thing. you know yeah, there was access. press and there was stuff but now it's like you've got to be on tiktok and this and talking to these people and reading the comments and doing and it's like yeah. no
3: it's that's just it's, it's it's insane yeah Keith has even said, like, cell phones, worst thing to happen to humans. It really,
2: you really is. I, I hate, I hate uh, them. And I throw far too much of, of my day, life away yeah, on my end end day, own. Listen to
1: like, me. She's bop. a perfect example. She, think about this. She's a kid on a show working with a, a house phone. Like, you know, I mean, your yeah, mom, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, oh, We had no a car phone. phone. We
2: did have a car phone.
1: But still, you but know But it was what the I mean? kind like, that
2: had to be, like, mounted in your trunk. You had to go drop the car off for three days. Because they were like, hold on. We've got to take your entire car apart to fit this satellite phone in there, you know? Thing looked like fucking... It was like Die Hard when they've got that giant <laughs> thing on their shoulder, you know? And one guy's on the thing, it takes the other guy to hold the damn yeah, thing. Yeah, no
3: shit. Yeah. Oh, that oh. is wild. So. Yeah, no,
2: I grew up in the era before... I, yeah. My childhood, I had cell phones later in high school, 10th, 11th grade, but even then it was like... Don't call me until after nine. Like, I don't <laughs> have free minutes. Right, you would page right. somebody so you could call them back on your yeah. cell phone.
3: Yeah, I remember all that for it sure. It was,
2: I, I'm, and I'm grateful for it. Um,
3: so, ninth and 10th, 11th grade, you start getting into what? Just continue drinking, mixing yeah, it up it a little a lot, bit. Because I saw on Wikipedia, you graduated high school, you went to Chapman. I
2: did. Which is I, a good school. It's
3: not an easy school to get into. No, it was a day.
2: great school. I got academic scholarships. I mean, the, the thing that uh, was always. Not necessarily a struggle for me, but the, the challenging part um, when I got sober was that I was always able to play it off really well. So I could show up to school and be completely shit-faced, but I would, you know, do fine on my history exam and go to the dark room in third or fourth period, and go pass out under the really? under the developer, <laughs> and then come to a little while later and be like, "Oh yeah, no, I was just putting some stuff in the dark room," and then, you know, <laughs> and and I was fine, and teachers loved me, and I got yeah. really good grades, and I didn't have to try, and it was like cool. And then, you know, my parents were like terrified of letting me out of the house. Oh shit! Because it was getting worse and worse. This and was worse. in college. You were still this living was, at in, high this oh, was still okay. in high school. This was still in high school. By the time I got to like my junior and senior year, um, I spent a lot of time grounded, um, <laughs> and it, because I was just I was just a liar for one thing, as most teenagers are. Now yeah, that I have sure, some, I go, sure. "Oh God, you're just all little fucking liars, <laughs> yeah, right," <laughs> and terrible at it too. But oh man, if we think you're good, and. So, like, I just, you know, it was like I never was where I was supposed to be. I was never who I was supposed to be with. I was never doing what I was supposed to be doing. And I was probably loaded somehow doing it. Oh, man. And at that point, it was really just drinking and smoking pot. I started smoking pot like before school. Oh, my God, the first time I smoked pot, you guys. I coughed into the pipe. I didn't know, I'd never (laughs) done it before. I just go, and I fucking blow no. it all over. Oh, my God. Oh, lit. The all embers over. and shit? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All over my friend's <laughs> brand new Chevy fucking Camaro. No shit. Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, my God. And so we pull over, and we're like on our way to school, right? And she just looks at me, and she's like, have you never done this before? And I was like, I am <coughs> dying. You know, I'm like, no, I totally have. don't Yeah, no, <laughs> but <laughs> worst ever. But oh, yeah, I gosh. started doing that, and my parents were just like, what? Like my mom knew. Yeah, you know, I got brought, got the cops called on me. Like senior wasn't senior. Well, it was around the end of my senior year of high school. I was told the when everyone extreme, goes to
3: Disneyland at the end of their senior. No, year.
2: we had we had a senior like whatever night uh, at our grad night at grad night at our high school. Oh wow! Where I proceeded to do ecstasy for the first time. Oh shit! Wow. And. <laughs> Uh, You're
3: like open arms by Journey never sounded so good,
2: <laughs> right? Like to all the people that all the bitches I hated in high school were like, oh my god, man, why were we never friends? I love you, right? And all the parents were like, why are they all rubbing each other, right?
4: Uh, no way.
2: Oh yeah, no. So prior to that, though, let's know. This is this is just the fun fucking. Where did you guys get the
3: E for that night? I,
2: don't, I have no idea. I wasn't in charge of procurement. I was just there to get some, you know. So. Before that though was like the end of the school year, my mom at well I had done some things and been drinking and gave my car to a friend of mine who drove my car to San Diego on a suspended license and I didn't know it because I didn't have a cell phone to call him at the oh, time. Shit. It was a brand new BMW and it was gone. And oh, it, like my no. parents were I puked on a cop's shoe, falling out of a car. It was <sighs> not good. Damn. Every picture of me in the house was face down. No way. The next day. Yeah. I'm an only child too. There was a lot. Off the wall, like leaned up and get my mom's like, I don't even want to see your face. No way. <laughs> so- That's and amazing. You know what? She, I fucking now I deserve it. At understand. the time, I'm like, oh, that was so cruel. And now I'm like, I wouldn't want to look at me either.
3: <laughs> it was a pearl clutching moment for oh, me. She was
2: just like, I am so angry at you. And then I was like, all right, cool. Went to senior luncheon, got hammered again. This was how I would drink already, 16, 17. Got hammered again after just getting in trouble and having every picture of me in the house face down, grounded the whole thing. And I'm like, you know what sounds like a good idea?
3: To go get fucked Getting drunk
2: at 11 (laughs) Mm a.m. And so did that. And then I was like, well, mom's still pissed at me. What's the, like, how much worse can it get? Went to grad night, took one pill of ecstasy, and I'd never taken it before, right? And so... Like, half an hour in, I'm like, man, this isn't doing shit. Oh, shit.
4: Because I was always,
2: so I take another one. Then I see a friend of mine in the corner, like, just like, <laughs> and I'm like, are you are you okay? What happened? And she's like, oh, my God, I did, the E's kicking in. I'm like, oh, shit. How much did you take? She was like, I took half of one. And I was like,
4: oh.
2: <laughs> 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 Yeah. And uh, my mom was still so pissed she didn't come pick me up from grad night the next day. Um, she was like, "I figured you'd figure out how to get home."
4: No oh,
2: sure. I mean, I didn't live far, but She's she like, was resourceful. It was just, yeah, she was like making a point, and I mm, get it now. She yeah. was like, "I'm not going to come pick you up. you can figure out how to get home." <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that was like my first real experience with anything outside of uh, alcohol or marijuana.
3: Right. Did that kick it off through college? And did you like... I mean,
2: then I got to college and I proceeded to just absolutely fuck up my life to the point um, that I for sure thought I was going to die. And Whoa. so did everybody else Were you me.
3: living on campus?
2: I was living on campus. My parents, because of everything that had been going on up until that point with my illustrious drinking career, <clears throat> they were terrified of letting me live on campus, but... I was like, you can't rob me of this normal experience. <laughs> I've never had a normal time in my life. You know,
3: yeah, shut no. up. Right. And, and so, the, and the Emmy Award goes right, to the Emmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, alcohol, alcohol. I'm to the <laughs> yeah, alcohol parties. Totally. Right.
2: So I get there and move into the dorms. But the rule that my parents set up was like, okay, fine. But you're not staying there on the weekends. You live 25 minutes from home. Like, come home on weekends. You can still go back to like visit your friends or whatever. But like, I was still underage, too. I was, eight, I was only 17 when I went to college. So I get there, and they put me on the 24-hour quiet floor, which was like the study hall floor. <laughs> I don't know why they did that, because that was a mistake. And I lost my fucking mind. <laughs> and I did everything under the sun. I mean, I was just, I didn't go to class. Broke my leg, broke my ankle the third day uh, of being on campus. Not even the third day of school. Third day of being on campus because I was running down the stairs and, like, skipping every other step because I thought I was all agile and shit. And uh, I'm not. I'm very accident prone. And I leapt a couple stairs and I leapt the entire, like, just overshot the mark and landed in the lobby of my brand new dorm dorm and just broke my ankle. Um, But I got up and walked outside. I was like, no, I'm good, I'm good. (laughs) Walked outside, and there's a pair of crutches leaning up, I shit you not, leaning up against the outside of the building, and I'm like, well, whoever needed these doesn't fucking need them anymore, (laughs) because they obviously walked off and left them. I was like, well, thank you. Grabbed those crutches and went right across the street and just drank until I couldn't feel no my feet anymore. No yeah. way, Wow. Went and got x-rayed the next day. They were like, yeah, you broke it. I was like, cool, I'm going to put it back in this Converse. <laughs> and uh, walked around. Well, I didn't walk around on it. Uh, certainly not to class. Um, definitely to parties, though. And just had a broken ankle. Went home that weekend, and my, my leg was just purple and throbbing green and, and throbbing. Shit. And my mom was like, what the fuck? Did you do? Oh my god! I was like, you know, I don't. It's, I think, a little sprain, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. And we went, and it was totally broken. Oh my god! But I was working on Party of Five. I was shooting five episodes of Party of Five at the time. Oh shit! I didn't, and I didn't so I had, had to have a removable boot so that I could take it off on camera. And no so, way. I and I didn't want to cast anyway, so I was like, yeah, yeah, the removable thing, that's great. So then I just get to school and take it off. Oh shit! And stuff it in a tennis shoe and walk around. And just be so loaded that I, like, I didn't feel the bottom half of my body anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I broke it years later. I have uh, pins and a plate and stuff in it now, but it definitely, it's never quite to so the way it was. So you
3: had to have surgery like a couple years later or whatever? No, I had
2: surgery for a whole other incident where I went over a small fence, uh, again, thinking I was agile <laughs> and landing really terribly and snapping my foot offside. I'll if, show that me. Was, uh. Yeah, I'll show Yeah, I was like, I got it. Look at me. Fucking cool. I've jumped plenty of fences. Yeah. The, the fucking fence was this high, okay? It was uh. like four feet and I just caught my foot and landed on the side. Oh, inside. shit. Oh, ouch. ouch. Yeah. But anyway, college... I got a 0.9 GPA my first semester. No way. Right? And uh, I I was... Think about this. I almost got kicked out of the dorms for being a danger to myself. I was a cutter. Um, I... Um, God, I would just drink and cause all kinds of havoc on it campus. just reared its ugly head. I was... Yeah, just uh-huh. all reared its ugly head. And I got like a 0.9 GPA. I had an academic scholarship and everything when I got there. And they were like, what happened? I didn't go to any of my classes. I had... I remember my English class. I walked into the final with the blue book that I managed to purchase or b- steal from somebody. And I walked in and I was like, I don't, I haven't been in this class the whole fucking time. I just wrote, I don't know a fucking thing. And I turned the blue book in. No, shit. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm an idiot. And so, <laughs> I, yeah. So I was like, that's great. And I just, yeah, turned it in. I convinced them to not kick me off campus for being a danger to myself. And then shortly after my 18th birthday, um, it all kind of came to a head and I had just, I'd burnt so many bridges. You know, I, I, in a very short period of time, I remember my, my roommate, Nancy, you know, she walked into somebody's room and I was drinking again and she just burst into tears and she's like, I can't watch you do this to yourself. And I was just like, then fucking turn away and just kept drinking. And she was just like, I don't, yeah. And she was just like, (laughs) you, and I was like, sorry, bro. Like I didn't. Mean, that was it. Yeah. Nothing came between me and that. You were in, mm-hmm. it. You I were in it. it. I was yeah, in it. I was in it. I was in it. And um, yeah. And I, you know, I was dating somebody at the time who well, I went on to become my my first husband. Um, there's been a few, but we'll get there. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> I, that's another thing. I love that you're a lover and you love to get married. I, I love that. that. <laughs> I don't know if it's
2: that. I don't know. Yeah. No. I think it's just uh, some stupidity. Oh no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I. I, it, I, right after my 18th birthday, I was like, dude, I'm not going to... Like, all my friends were like, you're not going to see 20. You know, and that was always kind of where it would have to get to before I was like, oh, yeah, I should fix this. was like, I'm not going to survive. Right. And, um, yeah, it was actually... It was a really... It was, a, it was a, one of those godshot kind of moments when I came back and, and found sobriety. Um, I'd gone to my parents' house... Uh, and gone to detox, not like to detox, but just went to my parents to like
1: yeah. get, like shit on their mm-hmm.
2: couch. And um, like two weeks later, we, you know, came up with a plan. What are we going to do? Okay, I'm going to move home, and all this stuff. And uh, the first class that I actually went back to um, after being at my parents for a couple weeks, it was a class called Western Mysticism and Spirituality. And that night I walked into class and there were two people at the head of the room that were there sharing the, uh, principles of the spiritual principles of the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. Oh, wow. What? And, um, (laughs) and our, the, 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 I think he was a priest, pastor, I don't know, but he was, it wasn't a religious school, but we had like a, he was like a priest that came in and taught. Anyway. Okay. But that, that was his class and he had them come in and speak and, um.
3: And they were alcoholics in recovery?
2: Alcoholics in recovery um, wow. that came to speak to the class, had 20-plus um, years of sobriety. And it was a woman and her husband. And it was the first time that, like, I'd always known I was an alcoholic. I remember at 15 telling my mom, like, I, I think I'm an alcoholic. Oh, wow. And I, my friends were like, yeah, I, I think you are too. Um, <laughs> But it was the first time at, you know, about 18 years old that I sat there and I listened to someone decades older than me with a completely different life experience who felt the same way that I did, who thought the same way that I did, right. who made just as baffling of choices when it came to addiction as I did. Yeah. And I, I, I was like, oh, my God, maybe I'm not like completely
3: but
2: yeah like maybe I'm not completely alone like I knew I wasn't I knew that there was something like out there for me but I just I mean I I just didn't know what it was and yeah so you're young back at that, that age like, you're
3: not really like hip to recovery and
2: I was like an 18 I, I wasn't trying to get sober what? I was just like I just want everyone to stop yelling at me
3: right. <laughs> yeah. Or the consequences to stop coming in. Right, 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 right. No, I know. I remember I have, like, these two uh, older brothers. They're, like, 8 and 11 years older than me. And one of their friends got married. And I remember the big thing about this wedding and the reception and stuff was that he had a year sober. And I was really young. And I remember, like, you know, fuck. I was, like, that's – it just, like, struck me and it stayed with me. And I was, like, everyone's partying and I'm kind of drinking and – and I remember I got him alone. I'm like, how did you do that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. people don't people don't ask people that say they have a year sober, how did you do that? Right. Unless you innately know inside of yourself right.
1: that you, too, need to do that. Yeah. Were the you know tabloids I mean? writing shit about you, or were we able to avoid it? No, they,
2: I mean, I didn't I didn't party in – I wasn't, like, a Hollywood oh, person. Right, right, you know right, what right, I mean? Right. Like, yeah. I, I lived you're in Orange, Orange County. County. Like, everybody – and even in, like, all of my partying and stuff, like, most of the people I used with – I'm gonna fucking hang out with actors we're crazy there's right. you know there's yeah. I don't we're annoying no um <laughs> but you know i i i after that that class they left at, at like the break or whatever and i Ran down the hall, and I caught up to her, and I said, excuse me, you know, and she turned around, and I was just like, I'm an alcoholic, like, <laughs> just, it all comes out, you know? And, oh my it, gosh. you know, at the time, I'm like, this lady probably thinks I'm crazy. Once you've been in sobriety long enough, you're like, no, no, no it just happens. <laughs> yeah, um, totally, totally. Like, the new, yeah, the new ones find that's you and just cry. Um, yeah, that's a thing. But I went, the next day, I went to, uh, I went to a meeting with her, and she was my first sponsor in the program. Really? Uh. Yeah, and... You are
1: 19? I was
2: eighteen. Eight, okay. I was eighteen, and um, yeah, and I did. I did white knuckled it, and I, I. You know what? That's not entirely true. I. I d- I did as much work as I would be possibly capable of at 18 years old with the brain that you have at 18 yeah. and 19 and 20 and 21 and trying and, to
3: understand that like 1936 verbiage in the big book. About, wasn't like, in the verbi- you know, it wasn't the verbiage. It wasn't necessarily kind of the verbiage.
2: It was like okay, I I, I had yet to I, I had yet to come to the promises, I had yet to come to the idea that it was um, a design for living. I thought it was just like, how do I stop drinking? Because that was what I couldn't do. I couldn't make good decisions for myself. I just couldn't. And I had no, you know, I didn't know what it was going to be. And I think now that I look back on like each time I've gotten sober and like what it has you know, at the time it was, was as deep as I could go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we can all, we can, you can go as deep as you can go at that
3: moment. No. And you know what? I had an experience like that too, where I got into a bunch of trouble and was like looking at going to prison and like, I moved to Orange County and like kind of. Reno, you just
2: always sound though. Like you've already done a bid, like a 10 year (laughs) bid. You know what I mean? Like, I just like you are, you're in Shawshank Redemption in the background somewhere. (laughs) I know it.
3: Cracking that Just, pipe yeah,
2: yeah.
3: I'm <laughs> pulling my fucking exactly. easy clothes off after <laughs> you swim through all the sewer,
4: right
3: no, actually, I mean, I, through the help of the program and multiple rehabs and like f- straight fear, I was able to avoid you know going all the way to prison. I had a couple of stints in county jail and things like that, but uh, yeah, I mean, I one time I had like a really long stretch of recovery f- from my early twenties mid twenties to early thirties. Where I literally just glommed onto this buddy of mine and just like did everything he did. Right. And I was like coming from being a hardcore tweaker in the Inland Empire.
4: Yeah. And, you, know, you know
2: what uh, I mean? My people. And like, <laughs> totally just getting it Former in. Tweaker. You know? give, yeah. Give yeah. me a toaster oven and I'll be busy for days. <laughs> <laughs> Give you a what? A toaster oven. (laughs) No, I wasn't that bad of a tweaker. No, I just, like, organized drawers in my house.
3: No, I hear you. I hear you. But we've all had our moments. We've all worn a headlight at one time. I
2: (laughs) I had tweaker roommates that, like, would steal copper wiring and shit and put it in my garage in Westchester. And then be, like, fencing shit out of my garage. And I'd (laughs) I'd come home from, like, New York or something on a weekend. And I'd be loaded. I'd come back and be like, is that? Where'd those? I mean, like the industrial the schools. fucking schools, yeah. and I'm just like, "Fuck me, is that pot growing in my yard?" Like it was just a wild time.
1: Yeah. I used to like to go through when I was in the early '90s when I was doing math. I would like, because I was always dealing it, and like, dude, I was my connection always would be like, "You're I, please only take money," but I loved like knickknacks. I would show up at your house. I'm not kidding you, right? And I, they'd be like, "Hey, blah blah," I'm like, "Yeah, where's the junk drawer?" <laughs> and i was obsessed with going pe- through people's parents junk drawers like finding like old pocket knives and keychains you know what though you know what
2: though like i think also that's just kind of a very little like adhd neurodivergent yeah, trait die. and now that i see it i'm like well yeah I, what would you find like yeah, i want to know yeah. like, uh, was it a cool pocket yeah.
1: knife? Like, what <laughs> oh, I would, the amount of random shit I would have. Like I love the to best. trade shit. Yeah, I love right,
2: it. yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me yeah, dig. Totally. Right, yeah, totally.
3: I was always like brokering a deal for a flat screen for somebody or something. Right, right, you know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, I loved it. I loved Chris Collins
0: life. would call it his accessories. He'd be like, hey, <laughs> like, I got all. He goes, I got all my accessories. Like I, I took him to detox once, you know. He got me sober and then I, I took him to detox yeah, at Michael's yeah, house. Yeah. Was he there when you yes. were? Yeah, yeah So uh, yeah. He was the one that got me in, and then he relapsed at the house where he, like, they, I was a part of that whole, like, weird documentary thing that never went anywhere, where they were, like, filming stuff. So they got me, like, doing my last shot... Of dope, and then my last, last shot of dope, and then like my last, last, last shot of dope. And they're like, Oh, we gotta get <laughs> no, this right, fucking right, right. going. I was like, All right, fine. And then he went back to, and this this is the beginning of my acting career, you know, he went back to that same house like two months later and was like, Hey, well, I, I don't know where to get loaded anymore because he was like sober for a little while that and he was so locked crazy. up. And he went back to that same house, just knocked on the door. What you do, and right? he was like, Hey, I remember I came to get Danny uh, yeah. a few, a few no months way. ago. Yeah. And started getting loaded there. That's yeah. uh, dude. I've run up
2: in weird situations like that yeah. all the time. I drove eight and a half hours overnight through a snowstorm in Michigan, um, <laughs> with three random people, dudes that I didn't know whose parents owned a bar at Men? the Chicago airport. <laughs> yeah. I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, They're fine. We had the best time. We fucking drank the whole way there. I was th- going by the way at, this was years ago to go speak about sobriety and I had gotten, <laughs> I, I had gotten uh my flight delayed and i was went to the bar at chicago o'hare and was gonna have to they didn't have a room i was gonna have to sleep in the airport or whatever Damn. and i was like ah i gotta go to michigan and they were like well drive you i was oh, like shit oh, yeah. <laughs> get in the car wow. three strangers eight and a half hour road trip. <laughs> <care>. We <Wow. laughs> get there they're all hammered and they're like do you mind if we like Sleep on the floor in your. I was like, no, 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 come on in! Like, they crash on the floor. I get ready. I'm like, leave from my. They like left a little note. Like, thanks so much. drove back to fucking wherever they came from. Uh, no. Wow. no idea who these people are. Wow. what their name are that's na- like
3: nothing. planes, trains, and automobiles. No, yeah. girl, they're
4: that, <laughs> that story. Hey, one time? one time. Yeah, <laughs> I, have my, I have
2: a friend of mine. My friend uh, Bowers, who's a comedian that I do stand up with, and he's always like, Do you know how many people out there have these stories that are like? Dude, you'll never fucking believe this. (laughs) (laughs) The girl from Full House? Yeah, and like just some random, yeah. She hopped on my motorcycle one time and got stuck at the Hustler Casino. That actually happened.
3: (laughs) It is a magical drug that takes you wacky places in the beginning until it turns on you. Well, that's the thing. It,
2: It was always, it was never, like the first three hours of my night, everyone, we were having a good time. Yeah, yeah. Past that, everyone was like, mm, yeah. it, it's either yeah. going to go great or not, or I'm going to get an idea. Yeah. Which is always bad <laughs> and usually involves driving a long distance somewhere or getting onto an airplane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and. Like, I, I, you know, it would then it would just be like, oh, my God, I lost my... Oh, my God, I lost my debit card again. I have no money. My cell phone's broken. I'm fucking oh, stuck fuck. in Nashville. I have no credit card to check into the hotel, and I've got to have someone wire me money, but I don't have an ID. But I... That shit. Every... Single oh my God. time. Oh. It never was no. just, it, like, it never, ever was, like, you know fun party. It was, like, fun party, and then I punched somebody. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> then I threw a chair through a window. At, yeah, a, like, at an oh, airport shit. in
3: Nashville. At a Waffle yeah. House in Nashville or something I that was
2: the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville. I was there for, again, another speaking engagement. This was before I had gotten sober again. And um, was there uh, for the National Speaking Conference. Oh no shit! And I had gone on an eight day trip to Vegas oh, on wow. the spur of the moment eight days prior. Nothing uh, goes,
3: happens past Someone two days got in a
2: plane Vegas. and he was a high roller, and we found out when, once we were there that like he was going to rehab for gambling and cocaine, and let me tell you he needed it <laughs> um, it, it was I've never seen I've just never seen drugs like that in my life, and it was uh. I was there for eight days. We went clothes on our back. My idea, clothes on our bags, bitches. And then we get there, and I was like, oh, wait, shit. three days in, like, yo, we need clothes.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and so, like, going shopping, and then basically moving there, the whole thing, oh, moving, not moving there, oh, like, but moving, but moving there. Yeah, there, moving yeah, there yeah, for moving all intents and there purposes. <laughs> and then having to call my speaking agency, get a thing to get to Nashville from Vegas now. Oh damn! And they're just like, what are you? What? Okay okay i'm like no no, no it's, fine. it's fine it's fine it's fine get to nashville i have no winter clothes it's fucking january february oh, shit. no winter clothes i'm in heels and whatever i had bought in vegas like skinny jeans and a fucking top you know what i mean like frankie
3: bees
4: yeah
2: yeah so low <laughs> ride, shit, you can't sit down in without half yeah. your ass cheek falling out and like my cell phone's broken i have lost my debit card i have no cash I have no way, I get to the hotel and they're like, we need a card for incidentals. Even though the room is paperwork, I was like, uh, to call my friend in New York. to. I mean, it was just
3: And they got to send over the credit card authorization form. And then I forms, get there yeah. and now
2: I'm detoxing off an eight day fucking bender. Ugh. And I get to my, I'm in my hotel room and I'm like, I can't speak. I can't do this. And I'm locked in my hotel room. Damn. And I locked myself in my hotel room and called my mom collect from a hotel in Nashville and was just like, I need to come home. My friends get me home, do the whole, I crash on my friend's couch. I'm like, I'm going back to a meeting tomorrow. I'm definitely going to go to a meeting tomorrow. I was probably like 24 at the time. And uh, next day, wake up, and I was like, "Ah!" All right, well, um see you later. Thanks for having <laughs> like, like, And just back at it. You know what I mean? Like that was the insanity of it. You
3: got like a, a couple mini Snickers bars in you. <laughs> and <you're> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like half a
2: chocolate chip cookie. I'll be good to you know, like some chocolate milk. Yeah, yeah. I'll be good to go for the week. <laughs> and I laugh about it now, but I you know I laugh about it now because uh that's how I deal with trauma. But I <laughs> But no, I laugh about it because it, it's It's possible to walk through all of that as we all know, and like come to the other side of it and get your shit together and be okay and still be a little fucked up and a little like, and be able to laugh about it and find the other people that that get it that and relate to you that experiences. understand right.
3: share that same experience. No. Right.
2: and I laugh about it because I, you know, when I got sober when I was the first time when I was like eighteen or nineteen, I was in and you know, an orange county, like, Alano Club, it was a bunch of crispy-ass old-timers, you know, they had the mugs hanging on the thing, like, it was, like, some old-school- <laughs> The thing <lady>. that <laughs> eats the right. smoke for yeah, the cigarettes. Oh, yeah. it was, they, I'm pretty sure they had just stopped smoking in the room, right, you know, right. and it was, like, you, it, it was just, it wasn't necessarily fun sobriety like we see today. Not was like a, L.A.,
4: Not right. like, well, not
2: like yeah. L.A. sobriety, and I think also just sobriety in general has- changed so much like the face of it has changed it's not like you know i'm sober now like you know it's like you can still be ridiculous and have fun and totally do everything except you know sacrifice a goat in your hotel room which i've never done i'm just gonna be very clear that's something i haven't done but you know it's i love to laugh at all of the shit i've been through because i'm still here to talk about it
3: yeah for sure for sure you have to have a sense of humor around a lot of it i mean you know, in the beginning, I I used to, you know, fucking fall over howling about like some of the super intense shit that the, the more healed I got and especially having little girls, right. I look back on a lot of that stuff yeah. and I'm like, a lot of that stuff was pretty fucking traumatic. You know what I mean? But I'm at the other side of it now where I'm like, kind of ha- have the mindset that you just described where it's like, you know, like it says, you know, we don't regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. Right. I... Do wish to shut the door on a lot of it? <laughs> like, <laughs> For sure,
2: shut it, lock it, slam it, <laughs> bolt that shit,
3: <laughs> 100%, and put toilet paper in the peephole? Right, <laughs> so right, so right, right, see right. But, uh,
2: but because well, I mean, they're you know, watching you, you know, they're yeah. watching you right Fuck, now, right totally. now. <laughs> I saw a meme, they're in the closet.
3: I saw, meme, I saw a meme the other day. It wasn't even a meme, it was a screenshot of some guy's Facebook post, <laughs> and it was like, just chill with the homies. <laughs> And he was in, like, a Motel motel 6 motel room. Two, like, cholo dudes. One's looking out the curtains, and the other one's looking out the people. Right. There's the air conditioning unit. And dude clearly took this picture from, like, back by the bathroom. <laughs> He's, like, just chilling with the homies. Right, yeah.
4: right.
2: Like, oh, it's going great. We're having a great time here. Yeah. So
1: funny, man. But I think we, we talk about it a lot. Like, the key to, that's the key to staying sober is being, ha- and she's like us. Like, you're laughing about it? No. Like, yeah. We're not a
2: glum lot, you know? Right, and, but uh, yeah.
1: A lot of people can't get past, you know, they're so ashamed and shit and they can't, you know, that's when a lot of those people don't stay sober. You know what I mean? That's what that,
3: that, yeah, just, you know, working with, working with somebody and talking about that stuff because, I mean, it's so funny, especially with guys, you start talking about that stuff that you thought you were the only one on the planet that did, you, you know, every other fucking dude in AA has acted like a weirdo maniac sicko like that. And I'm sure whatever version of that that exists for women, you know what I mean? It's like, Oh yeah, yeah, I slept with that troll fucking dude with one (laughs) eye and a hunch on his back.
4: You know,
2: (laughs) I I feel like that. There's a lot of people that that do that, you know, when they come (laughs) into sobriety, you know, there's not too much of a difference from your first. Like, year of sobriety with, like, the last six months that you're using, you're except it. for that you're sober through it, but you totally. still make real fucking questionable true. decisions.
0: Yeah, you can't blame it on the fact that
2: you're, like, I remember it now. You can't blame it on, you can blame yeah.
3: it on gabapentin or <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah.
3: But, uh, no, but I mean, I mean, you know, like, I mean, just simply summarized, it's just, like, such a fucking cool thing that we're all here to talk about it. I mean, nowadays, it's so crazy out there so absolutely crazy I mean you know I uh I was in a meeting the other night and the whole row in front of me were these guys from this biker gang I'm not going to say the name obviously but yeah you should (laughs) you should call them out
2: by name (laughs) you know
3: and uh a couple of them got up and talked about having some time and having recently relapsed and just losing their minds, you know, because it's not the old days. The shit out there no. is like complete poison, you know, it's, it's well,
2: like, I, I, and
3: they're just so grateful to have made it back, you know? Yeah.
2: It's, like, it's you know, having 13 and 15 year old daughters. Um, and I, I do a, um, I do a project called awkward conversations. Um, and I just posted some of this stuff up today on my um, Instagram, but it's called awkward conversations and we've done it in conjunction with um, the Elks and, DAP project, which is their, like, drug abuse prevention project. And it's, you know, the one thing that I said when going into it, because they approached me about, you know, kind of being a voice and a host for it, was I was like, yes, as long as we're not doing the, like, just say no bullshit. Like, let's have real conversations. And we have an amazing um, clinician who is a social worker from uh, Boston Children's Hospital. And we have real awkward conversations. But we, you know, one of the things that we... Did in this round of of um, episodes was we had several parents of kids who had overdosed on fentanyl. Oh and, my god! You um,
3: can't
4: even you know, and, and
2: one of the kids had never wasn't a wasn't an addict. Yeah, he'd had back surgery. He went back up to his dorm in uh, UC Santa Cruz after being gone over Christmas break and had like a minor back surgery. Didn't want to take the pills with him. Got up there, his back was hurting. His friends like, yo, you can you can buy like. Uh, Whatever on you know, online, found a spot to buy it, bought it online, done. That was it. Oh my it. god. And you know, and it's Oh my gosh. It, it's not It's unimaginable. It, it man. really is it really and I don't it really has uh the landscape of addiction these days is so much more terrifying. Oh. That you know, it was it was always scary and you know, people like us took it to the extremes mm-hmm. where it was terrifying. For
3: sure. But but, people, it, but
2: you but you never it 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 was you didn't I don't know was, you just didn't hear about people dying and like that didn't weren't getting loaded well, all the people time weren't, we're getting, people you were like,
3: weren't deliberately putting fucking poison right. in every single drug that's out there like right. it's 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 absolutely fucking insane and it it terrifies me too because like I have little girls you have little girls like what do you say like I was just talking about it with my wife the other night and I was like. You know, I mean, I, they have to know that their dad's an addict, right. and that they're that if they let that girl out of the cage, it could be real bad. Right. You know what I mean? But like, how do you say that? But then also say, but don't try anything because everything's poisonous. You know?
2: Well, As I point, mean, that's it's just so it's, it's just a terrifying part about all of this, right? Is that you know, and my kids know everything about me. You know, they can just Google Mom, and they're like, <laughs> "Oh wow, you are a real disaster." Um, and so I, you know. For better or worse, I don't have the luxury, I guess, of
3: concealing concealing it. Yeah.
2: Thank God, though, because it's so much easier for me to just be like, ah, I'm a a fuck up, you know, like, yes, and and talk about it. And I think, honestly, my girls and I have a really open, honest relationship. Yes, there's still shit that they, you know, (laughs) <laughs> still, no, there's still, still shit that they, you know, lie about. And when they're 13 and 15, but they do know that like, and they do, they come to me and they're like, oh, my friend, you know, was like smoking pot or this friend was like taking pills with me. And I've told them, I'm like, if anything ever happens in this house, come find me. I have Narcan. Yeah. <laughs> That's always the first, you know, sure, yeah. it's like, and you know, when my kids are older, I will sure as shit put some of it in their car.
3: Yeah, straight up. No, Danny works a lot. Yeah. You have two Wanna girls?
1: Oh, I
0: thought you had a boy. Yeah, and a girl.
2: no, 13 and 15. Zoe and B.
0: We did. I mean, we did a Narcan training for the for the kids and family members at Bernstein High after that yep. girl. You know, like literally, like weeks after that happened, like went and like did a Narcan well, and handed out because you
2: know? uh, Narcan at most LAUSD schools they had a no tolerance program for it. Yeah. so you couldn't Before carry, that. Yeah, you could not have Narcan on campus if you had it. It was it would be confiscated. Mm-hmm. So even if you had it and you used it, you'd still get in trouble. Yeah, so crazy. which is which is in- right.
0: insane. And it t- literally takes a fifteen year old cheerleader dying. In right. a school bathroom, right. from an overdose for the for LaUSD to be like, you know what we're gonna Maybe we're gonna do some Narcan hey we're gonna here. have Narcan in all our LaUSD high school and then like they go, give themselves a pat on the back for right, doing right, this right. thing when like they were literally like kids were getting suspended which we right. you know for bringing Narcan and you know
2: I, it's interesting too even the conversation about you know um, naltrexone and 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 Narcan and all that stuff. When I tell people, I'm like, yeah, no, I keep, I'll keep some in my car, and I have some in, like my bag when I'm out, like if I'm, you know, doing street. I was gonna say street work, but then that's not. <laughs> I know what I mean.
3: Street work that's on Facebook. Street, that's doing. street yeah. work,
2: yeah. <laughs> no, when I'm out, like you know, any like mutual aid, assisting or anything like that, like you just always have it. Yeah. And I never in a million years thought that like, oh, I just carry some, you know, Narcan. Narcan.
4: Yeah.
2: Because I just see people all the time. Like I'll roll by somebody and be like, are you, yo, are you cool, man? You, I'm just resting. I'm like, I bet you are yeah, yeah, I'm resting, you're yeah. standing three quarters of the way up, sir. Yeah. Like.
1: We had a guy at a meeting. We go to OD in the bathroom. Yeah. And, uh, they they him six times or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's mm-hmm. alive, but like, mm-hmm. no, I, I walked into cafe tropical the other
3: morning. <clears throat> it was like 7am on a Sunday. And I stepped over this guy and I'm like, fuck, Dude, are you okay? And I went inside. I'm like, I don't know if that dude's okay. And the woman behind the counter is like, I just don't know. At what point am I supposed to go out there? <laughs> like, you know. And I'm like, oh, you know, I just went back out there. Dude's phone was over here. He was like, and nice. he was having a little fentanyl nap. But you know, it's it's it, it's fucked up. It's a crisis. I'm I'm an optimist. I think people. Talking like this, getting together like this, getting into action—that the tide will be turned at some I think, point.
2: I think it. Or I think in, in large part the the reason that we're even able to have these conversations is because the tide has turned immensely yeah. towards um, support and understanding of not just the disease of addiction um, and alcoholism, but really just a kind of across the board mental health. Yeah. People finally yeah. are like, oh, yeah. So, like, holding it all in is not great. God, it kind of yeah. You know, like, it, it's not good for you. And and I think we're only now just being able to have these conversations in the last few years, really. I mean,
1: it's fucking deadly now, though. Like, you know, I suppose, like, I'm older than you, but, like, when you guys were doing it and when Reno and I were doing right. it, like, It wasn't like, you know, like, doing Crank, you're not going to die.
2: Well, now you might. might, But, I mean, it wasn't even, like, I did whatever you had. My, You know, my house, you walked in, and I had a beautiful Waterford crystal bowl. But... (laughs) It was a lovely dish and, you know, price of admission, throw what you got in there. Yeah. And we just had a, like a, just a tic-tac fucking mi- mixed assortment of all, you didn't know what you were getting. I was the
3: same way. I was a trash And you'd just grab, and, gra- and, and you'd be like, cool, I wonder what
2: you. these two mm-hmm. will do yeah. together and take it yeah. and like, see what happened. That's, I mean, that's insane. Just period. Like yeah. that's, most people like, that's, yeah, that's just insane. But now,
3: not back I, in the I day so much. You know well, I
2: mean? no, I, I think people there's probably in. a lot of people, people that would be like, "That's in, not normal behavior." Took
3: pride in their drugs back. Right. Then. Yeah. <laughs> no.
2: It was. Um. It, it, but now it, you know, there are the 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 lane for not getting it is so narrow now. Mm-hmm. You, it, you know, I, I know even for myself, like coming in the rooms in my 20s over and over and over again, like. You know, we we all know the people that are like, "Oh, I thought I'd always make it back, and then they didn't." Yeah. But now that feels like even scarier because
3: you're right. You you said it perfectly. The lane is getting more and more narrow. It used to be the door was kicked open a little bit, and if you, you know, busted your way in there, you called. There's
2: no room for mistakes now. There's no room for. um, It's just it's it really is. Life or death in an entirely new way. And I think, you know, raising kids in this world and in this environment with that um, at the forefront, you know, it's like, I don't know what to do. I don't think any of us know what to do. We're all just kind of trying to figure it out. We're horrified.
1: I mean, our kids are young, but like, yeah. It's because, like, there's no mental health services really. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That was wiped Mm -hmm. out, right? Yep. Like, well, I did just
3: read the other day in the paper that they. They amended the law to where people that are a danger to themselves and others, which are, you know, the people that we see on the streets, mentally ill, they amended that to include people who are severely addicted Mm -hmm. to drugs and are on the streets and everything can't give themselves basic human care, you know, like bathing and feeding, eating and stuff that they're going to move into the old model again and start to like put people in conservatorships. And put them into facilities where they can get the help and get grounded that and take meds and that me stuff. Yeah, that's that, yeah, yeah, like, as that's much, also,
2: yeah. right. But I mean, at this point, really, just anything, you, any solution you go, someone's going to take advantage of that. And that's just how, you no. know, you, yeah. and, and that's the sad well, that's part. Not, but it's. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, no, no. It, it's, you know, we're facing sort of this, these the, so many different crises that are happening yeah, all yeah. at once
3: perfect storm
2: and and are and you know young people are you know we were talking about in the beginning like social media and sort of all of that like where it's at today it's so different and we we just don't have the skills to handle this with our mental health and and we are like bombarding young people with an overload of confusing messages and yeah. and you know I see it on my kids they're just like I don't know what I'm supposed to do or who I'm supposed to or what you know it's, it's yeah. really it's a lot it's a well, lot Well
1: they're not like I mean <laughs> we're going to the, go off on this It's okay yeah. no 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 no, no, no. no, no I, this no, is no, great no, no like, I love yes, it let's ping me pong. too yeah ping yeah, ping yeah uh, no cuz yeah. like okay like it you can safely if it's not a violent crime it's not against the law here anymore right we can agree on that in California even
0: even if it's a violent crime apparently it's not I mean
1: but if I sell Jody if I sell Jody a pound of fentanyl and get arrested. I'll be out tomorrow, without a doubt. It's if I, if A I, pound?
0: I don't know about it, yeah. I
1: don't yeah know a pound, if it, might a pound, a pound they might. It's not a violent crime. Well, it's true. sight and release, all of it. Wow. They're just going to yeah. ask That's you, LA. where'd you get that
2: pound? <laughs> <laughs> well, Excuse operino, me, sir, yeah, we know you didn't yeah. just happen upon that pound <laughs> of fentanyl.
1: Yeah, but when you talk, if you talk to Ellie, you know like those set cops we have and stuff, every time I talk to any of them, they're like, Yeah, well, it's not worth arresting anybody because they just come after us. You know what I mean? Well, my first husband was a cop mm -hmm. uh,
2: who I was married to while I was getting really, really high. And he didn't know. Um, Again, back to the, like, it was, you know, I was good at pulling things off. Um, Yeah, I was married to a a cop and uh, had been sober when we got married. And then...
3: He was an Orange County cop? LAPD. Oh, damn.
2: And um, he worked in South Central his first year. Oh, wow. And it was... um, yeah, it was interesting and it gave, you know, it gave me a lot of insight um and again the, the the mental state that I was in at that point like it was a weird you know it was like being these two people of like going out and getting loaded and doing all this really fucking wild stuff all night while he's at work and then coming back and being like you know, oh, I'm asleep. Shit. 6 a.m. Like, Figured.
3: and then tend to be asleep. to be asleep, and few, then sheep, he'd finally fall asleep after
2: his night shift, and I'd be like, okay, now I can get up and just go get high in the fucking oh, in the middle wow, of the living wow. room again. Oh shit! You know, and it was like living like that for year, two, year, a little over two years. Oh, damn. Um, but it did give me uh, so much insight into kind of. For better or worse, what it's some, like to be a police somebody.
3: officer, what they go through.
2: Well, I, it's not even that as much. I have I have my opinions there, but that's this is a, outside issues. Uh, but um, it, I think, the like knowing now what would have worked. I don't. That's the 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 hard thing is is we all know as addicts. Like there's just. Until it's gonna click, it's. Yeah. The, I, yeah. I, I can't yeah. beat the shit out of you. I can't throw you in jail. I can't. Yeah. You know, like it's, and that's the, and that's why our families like lose their minds. That's mm. why we, it, because it's like, what do I have to do? I mean,
3: I undid so many hookups that people just like, you know, come in, take that room, yeah. like, fucking, you can use this car to go to meetings, like, right. you know what I mean? And I would just eventually like. It's too easy. Right. All right, guys, I got to go. Sorry. You know what I mean? Right. Like, or you just fuck things up, opportunities over and over and over again. It's so funny because after CRLA, I tried to go back and work in fashion, and I just wasn't into it. I went and worked at another treatment center out in Santa Monica, and I was working with this dad who was – kind of affluent and he had this kid that he was like working with, you know, trying to get sober for years and Lazy and Rocco knew the kid and and I was doing admissions at the time. They're like good luck, you know. And then I was trying to help the guy and trying to help the kid and all this shit and you know, he we finally get him and get him to come in and he has somebody throw a fucking tennis ball full of dope over the fence after like weeks and weeks and weeks of trying to wrangle him and do all this stuff. And I was still talking to that the dad trying to get him into another place, and the dad had gone to an Al-Anon meeting the night before.
2: All of a and sudden, that motherfucker had a boundary. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> one Al-Anon meeting, and
2: one Al-Anon that meeting. Was like, oh shit, you ain't coming home here. Uh, he goes, he, nope. He, yeah. That's
3: exactly what he did, and right. he met him and gave him like his last little whatever money, right? <clears throat> and uh, supposedly, but he said, he goes, you know, I just heard this woman say last night. She goes, you know, when they're ready, they can get sober in a fucking Baskin Robbins.
4: It's
2: true. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah it was such especially, a well especially
2: because there's sugar there we do yeah, like yeah, sugar yeah. when <laughs> we first get sober it was
3: such a <laughs> profound statement because he was saying that to me when I'm like saying well there's this place and I know this guy here right. and this and that and he goes you know this lady said last night you know it said that yeah. about the I paid for, Robin, for I some like, very
2: expensive big, big right. books Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what I mean I paid yeah. for some v- fucking gold plated yeah. big uh-huh. books uh-huh. Kalibu, you know what I mean 24 karat Ooh, yeah, oh, a solid shit diamond the alcoholics passages like I went to I went to passages so that was the. So trip. that's the, place that's supposed the to cure you. Right, right, right. It didn't. Uh, <laughs> but that uh, that was where I, you know I first went to treatment for. I was there for like forty five days or whatever, and it was. I'd had sobriety, so I'd had two years, at, and mm. I then I was in, the, and it was like, oh, this is like treatment. Like then it was like, oh, this is some serious shit. Yeah. You know, this isn't just like handle it and go to a meeting in Orange County. This was like you got you need to leave, <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
2: and. Yeah, it was like, you know, spending all of that money and I, I don't regret any of it. I am mm-hmm. so glad because I, like I said, at each point in my sobriety, and each time and each whatever, I figured out something different or figured yeah. out another place that Same. I needed to dig Same. a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But yeah, man, it's, it, you can sometimes, and look, there was like a handful of people that, that was it. They got it. They mm-hmm. were like, cool, I am not going to drink and they didn't drink. And they stuck together. I started working at Passages and got high with a client. So I, you know, it was... (laughs) Really? Damn. Yeah.
3: Damn. I didn't even have
2: 60 days, okay? And they were like, you should go move this client out of her, who's also a tweaker, out of her college dorm room, just you two. And I was like, this sounds like an excellent idea. (laughs) And, you know fucking an hour in, you find some meth and a broken light bulb and then that's just it. (laughs) Yeah. We got her room packed up real quick though. Yeah, yeah, shit was in there like Tetris and we came (laughs) back and I was like, don't say anything and the second she walked in she just folded. I was like, damn Damn. Yeah.
0: And did they they start where they were like, well, just so you know, we got a bed and detox. No, 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 because
2: I was still in sober living at the time and I was coming back and they, so here's actually, if I could have what do I owe anymore? Um, they uh, had gives, they were wanted to train me to do intakes, and so they had recorded some of the intake calls, and I had the tapes. And let me tell you, real quickly, they came. To, they were like, "We need those back," <laughs> and I was like, "I don't." And I, you know, of course, me, the fucked up person at the time, was like, "What could I do? Why do they want the tapes back so bad?"
4: Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I gave sure it back was not a thing. It, but right. like
2: again, sort of that that mentality that's also in treatment, which is just the money aspect of it. You know what I mean? And, and it's incredibly helpful. I I got some great stuff out of it, but I also know you can get sober in a Baskin Robbins or in a meeting house or in a, what, you know, whatever, like
3: in a County funded daytime. Yeah. Like you can, if you, if you're going
2: to, if you, if you're finally done, you're finally done and it doesn't, there's not gonna be you know yeah. no there's not a magic like wand that mm-hmm. you know when that thing is gonna when, when you're gonna be done,
3: yeah, no, absolutely. So real quick, then, so you're married to this police officer, you guys have a little girl? No,
2: no, no, that was okay. my my first husband. um he and I did not have kids. Um, we split while I was in treatment, uh, <laughs> obviously, and um bad promises. Uh, passages, passages, yes, yeah, Passages. Uh, oh, yeah. uh,
3: passages and, was a high ticket place too. It was like fucking ninety k for thirty days or yeah, something. Yeah,
2: yeah, it was very expensive. And um, and and Chris Prentice would tell the story about the rock that um, that hit him on the head, and that he got the idea for Passages. And strangely, that rock got bigger every time he told the story. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I was <laughs> married to him for a while, and then then I left sober living, and I was like fuck you guys, I'm out. And I was just like, let's do it. And I have had no intention of... Burr, well, <laughs>
3: mashed on the gas. I,
2: yeah, mashed on the gas real hard. And and at the time, I went to Passages, somebody who either worked there or was there, whatever, had sold the story that I was in treatment. Oh,
3: shit.
4: And
2: that was how it came out, was that I had was in treatment at Passages and blah, blah, blah. Inquirer or some shit. Yeah, some right. fucking whatever, uh, Inquirer star. Scumbag shit. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, all right. So that was, you know, my secret was kind of out. And then I got approached about doing the speaking engagements. Again, I had 60 days, 90 days. You know, I was not, but I was like, okay, okay you know, thinking I can pull it together and I could, and I was doing great for a while. And right, then right. like, then I relapsed. And then I was like, well, I still got to make money. Yeah. And I could still pull those together and I could, you know, and would just, yeah, I'd go and do them loaded and people will be like, that was the best speech ever. And I was like, <laughs> hey, so I'm not going to remember it tomorrow. And, but that eats at you, man. That fucking eats at you. You yeah. sit in a hotel room at night when you've just, told a crowd of 800 people like your journey and that, you know, like how painful it was and all these awful things. And you're like, and I'm so glad I'm getting my life together now. And then you walk off stage and you're like, I'm a fucking liar. You know, it's, it like, it really, it was really rough. And it was self-inflicted, but it was, it was not an easy period of my life. And um, at that point around 25, I was just like, yeah, I think I'm done. Like, I'm just going to party till I'm dead. Yeah. I didn't plan on seeing 30. I didn't, most of my friends were like, yeah, that's probably a pretty wise all estimate. Um, my parents had kind of been like, we're just like, that was it. We're just kind of done with you. We love yeah. you, but don't come down here. We've don't. All been there. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, and then, uh, I got married a second time and that was who my, the daughter of my older, uh, the, excuse me, the father of my older daughter. Um, but you know, he and I met, over a bottle of Jack Daniels at like 9 a.m. on in Las Vegas on Memorial Day weekend. You know what I mean? I was just happy because somebody wasn't bitching at me because I was drinking at 9 in the morning. Yeah. And now he was not quite as crazy as I. He was like, oh, yeah, Memorial Day weekend. I'm like, bitch, this is a Tuesday. <laughs> Welcome. And that didn't last. That was like 14 months from the time we met, got married, uh, had a kid, and got divorced. It was like no 14 way. months yeah. Yeah, I I uh I, and I tried was trying to get sober again after I'd had my older daughter and was really struggling, but I will say that point in my life was a huge wake up call for me. Yeah. Because my entire life I'd had this resentment uh against my biological mom. Yeah. That and it wasn't even a resentment necessarily against her. It was a why am I not enough? Why was I like you know, how, wa- you how could leave? you just like, how, right? And I, you know, I had some fairly traumatic stuff as an infant go on and, and wound up in the hospital and things like that. And so, you know, it was just all this questioning of like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. And then suddenly I had my daughter and I couldn't figure out how to stop drinking. Oh, man.
3: Yeah.
2: And it had nothing to do with her. Yeah. And all of a sudden I had. This immense understanding and compassion for where my biological mom had been at that point. And I went, wow. oh, shit. None of that was about me. I've held on to this for 26 fucking years and, and, and tried to be or tried to not be or to whatever this, this idea of this person yeah. because of something uh, that I thought that they had done. And then all of a sudden I was in very much the same position and I couldn't stop. And I knew it wasn't for lack of love. I knew it wasn't for that I'm a terrible person. I knew yeah. it was, you know, all these things. I knew it was just because I was a fucking alcoholic and I could not, if the choice was there, I was choosing to drink. Yeah. And, um.
3: What a, what a, what a realization. It was a
2: huge realization and a really big turning point, um, in, in, in my sobriety, because I was never a person that held on to, like, resentments. Like, it wasn't... When they had the force, I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I let shit go pretty much. Like, most of the time, if there's an argument, I probably cause... Like, I had no problem in being like, I see my part and all this kind of stuff. Right, right, right. But I didn't... I I had those resentments against self and those, you know, those unhealed wounds and things that you really can't possibly understand until you get a little life experience, you know? And even now, like now having 13- and 15-year-old daughters, God, I'm finding forgiveness for my mom.
3: I'm going to need that playbook. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, you don't know want mine. It's terrible. Bad plays, real
2: bad plays. Everything goes to shit. We've lost many a game. Um, we're playing with our third string. No. Um, but, you know, I now having teenage daughters... You know those years of holding on to when your mom called you a name or like threw something across the room because she was pissed or Uh, said whatever, and those things that you I can't believe my mother would say that you know, and then you have kids and they and you throw a fucking phone across the room and you're like, I'm and I would I just call my mom today and go I'm so sorry I'm so sorry (laughs) I get it now like and you all of these life experiences and these things like and as you move through sobriety like they're not necessarily things that you have to experience for yourself but you suddenly start to find sort of this grace and this understanding and I think that's like such the emotional sobriety part of all of this is not just the work you've done on yourself yeah but it's like how quickly can I just let this go how how quickly do I need to see that this is not mine yeah I feel you
3: on that absolutely the grace you said grace just showing up for them for other people like for my wife and you know I so So, often was like what what am I getting out of this whole experience what about me not like yeah kind of more like that not so much like like, what am I getting out of it but like you know, you just fucking bust ass for these kids and your family all day. Oh, yeah, they're not.
2: You're, you just
3: have, like, sometimes I just, you know, in the earlier years, it was like, fuck, this is tough.
2: Wait till they're, like, 13 or 15, and they'll, they will go, fuck you. And then you're like, <laughs> oh, and you're like, I have to go pay for you to go do something right now. Get in the car, you know? And you're like, I hate you, and I can't not throw you out of the car right now. It, it's yeah. awful. Like Selfless And you just suddenly, suddenly, you're like, I get it, I get why yeah. people lose it because you're like, I ha- I don't know how to do this. Well, I just
3: settle into this idea that like, total humility because of like, everywhere that I've been in my life and the choices that I've made have gotten me to, the fucking yeah. motels and the needles and the right. traumatic situations and the ODs and the, I have I get to be in this situation and to be yeah. a husband and to be a father and to show up for them every day and, and if that's all I get to do between right. now and the time that I go join the big man upstairs. That's fucking a W. That's a huge win compared to anything that I could have, any life that I could have carved out with my broken instruments of a brain that were like trying to be like whatever big baller, cool guy in a three hundred square foot Beverly Hills apartment. Right.
2: Well, and I I think too, like the Hollywood, you know, the humility. You know, you talked about it, and like I was really fortunate that I got to come back. Into entertainment and do all of this all over again after several marriages yeah. and treatment and all this, but then I you know I went and I worked was working in treatment. I was like, all right, well I need a fucking job and something's got to pay the bills. Yeah, and,
1: you yeah. got to see L.A. before these guys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. And, um, and I had worked at another place before that. Oh. And equally, sort of shit show, (laughs) and uh, and they all are really if you spend enough time there. And um, anyway, I had been working. I mean, I worked in treatment for about six years total. Oh, you did. Mm -hmm. I was. uh, I had started out as like a tech, you know, emptying trash cans, whatever. I had my shitty little Toyota. Yeah, I had my shitty little Toyota that wasn't even mine because I had wrecked my car and I was broke and couldn't afford a new one. And so like, I had to rely on somebody to give me a car. And when like the brakes fucked up on it. I couldn't I was like how am I going to pay for that? Like, you know, it was went yeah. through another divorce, lived in a one and a quarter bedroom apartment with two kids who were 5 and 3 at the time and Damn. you know, like went through all of the shit but then when I got to come back and do this piece of my life that is so fulfilling that I love so much yeah. that I had moved away from because I didn't think that I could do it anymore coming back to that with all of that, like, humility of, like, yo, I can, like, live in a shitty apartment yeah. and have a beater of a car. Yeah, and, like, like need be this returning whatever, some shit you know? at Target and be like, well, got it. Hold I'm going to run that back to the aisle. You know, like, I've done that a bunch of times. And I'll be okay.
3: Yeah. Like, you're not going to die without it. It's not, yeah. I, I, I'll be okay. Yeah. I'll be okay. Yeah.
2: You know, like, most of the stuff that I lose my mind over is little stuff. Yeah. And I know that today. Like, I'll get all worked done, and then I'm like, eh, whatever, I'll forget about it in 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, totally, totally. But that's only because of, like, the gifts of, you know, sobriety and of, like, doing all of the shit and going like, wait, this you're getting all the stuff that you want when you're out there loaded. Like, you're like, oh, I have, you know, I'm safe, I have love, I have this, I have all these things. And only, like, a sick fox would be like, but you know what sounds better? (laughs) (laughs) The sidewalk. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, ooh, it's nice and cold. Yeah, Yeah. that does sound... You know, like, we've convinced ourselves of stupid shit. It's so crazy. And it's now I'm like, no, I'm leaning into my nerd era... I am like the nerd that I was secretly Dude, deep down time. in high school that was like, I just want to listen to weird science podcasts and like build Legos. Dude,
3: big time. I'm I, totally I okay watch, with that now. I was, I was speaking at a meeting the other night and I, at, at the end I said, I'm a fucking square. This thing is giving me squaredom. Like, I do the dishes after dinner and I watch Jeopardy on my fucking iPad. And never <laughs> been happier. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> like, this was
4: a
2: good
3: day. And I'm like, right, back in yeah. the island, like yeah, right, yeah. yelling out the answers. 800. No, yeah, exactly. totally.
2: It's, yeah. But that's, I, I look at that as such a gift. And I also think that comes with just time and maturity. I remember my mom saying it too, you know, when I was, young, my mom was like, one day you're going to get old and you're not going to want to do all this running around anymore. I was like, I'm not going to be old and boring like you. You suck. You're lame. You don't party. You don't do anything. And now I'm just like, fuck. I don't want to go anywhere. Now like, she's Fuck you. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, just wait. You'll get old. And now I'm like old and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't, it's none of that at all looks appealing. The hustle of it, the, oh. it's I can, I can still so vividly Take myself back to that waking up with that sick feeling in the pit of your stomach. Oh my god! And that, and, and the opening of your eyes to the what am I gonna find and where yeah. and who? You know what I mean? And who's like, mad at me?
3: And do I have some and shit? Who, right?
2: And who's right mad now? at me? And like, do I feel like shit? If I do feel like shit, can I get well? Can I get like? It, what do I have next? Ugh. How do I gotta go hustle it next? who's pissed at me, what I lose, what yeah. I break, what I, you know, what damage have I done? It and it's brutal. I just used to tell people, I was like, don't tell me. They'd be like, yeah. did you? I was like, mm-mm. Yeah. That happened to yesterday's lady. I don't know who that, I don't know who that person is. That, that's, we're not talking about that. And yeah, fuck. I don't have to live my life like that anymore. Straight up. Now I just forget things because I'm old, you know? <laughs> now I'm like, I'm 41. I don't remember a conversation I had yesterday. Are you kidding me?
1: Have you ever seen a ghost?
2: I, I, I have not necessarily seen one. Yeah. But I would not say that I have not been, that I have not experienced supernatural.
1: Can thing. you tell us about it?
2: Are you are do you, are you f- for real for real? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, when I, the the place I worked at before, CRLA. Um, Sierra Sierra Uh, We actually had had three properties, and um, one of them was this huge property up off of uh, Lookout Mountain here in Laurel Canyon. And Jared Leto wound up buying the property oh, at one point. Oh, yeah. That big, like, it takes up three addresses. Yeah. It was it's a. It's like the
3: Lookout Mountain NASA Center or something. It was. Some shit. Well,
2: what it was was um, in World War II, it was a uh, propaganda movie studio. Yes. And it actually has a soundstage attached to it. And it's huge. It goes four stories down into the ground. No it is 18-inch thick cement walls. It's a nuclear bunker if you ever need one. No shit. Um, and when I was going through a divorce, I was trying to figure out a place to stay. I didn't have where to go. Our company had turned that in part of it into a sober living, and then there was like still it's 50,000 square feet. They were they were like, I don't know, move in, start a roller rink. What? So like <laughs> a me rink. and the kids, we had our separate little entrance. Whatever, we'd come in there. Now, before I moved in there, uh, they were redoing all of the stuff up there, and um, our handyman guy reported to me, because I was head of operations, and he would always talk about, he's like, oh, man, that house, it freaks me out, it freaks me out, it's fucking weird. He'd be like, I hear a lady, I hear a lady talking to me, and I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, like kind of joking with them, but like, oh, maybe you do, you know, who knows. Well, we moved in, and I had my kids... That lived with me there, and it was this huge, like 1,200 square foot apartment, basically. It was like just one big giant room. I called it the Scarface bathroom because it had no joke a bathtub that was like as big as this, uh, n- almost oh, as big shit. as this room, and like this deep. The kids were like, This is great. They like, all <laughs>
1: it. Oh, it black
2: like tile. It was it so up. weird, like 18 inch thick cement walls, black tile. I, it was like it's nuts. weird. Wow. But we moved in there, and um, one day, and my younger daughter would always, she just always would be like, oh, look at that. I'm like, what? She's like, oh. I mean, she'd see things when I was like, either you're crazy or something's happening. So I'm in the bathroom brushing my teeth one day, and I hear her going, no, 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 no. I don't want, no, please. And I was like, what the, f-? so I peeked my head around the thing, and she's like, mommy, tell her to stop talking to me. And I'm like, who? And she's like, the lady in the corner. Whoa. And I was like, okay. So we never went into the hallway from our, we always entered because we had a separate little entrance. But what I realized was, is the exact hallway, room number five was directly across the hall from us. And that was always where the guy said he would hear the voice coming from. Mm. So yeah, there was a, I don't know, the lady in the corner. Oh shit.
4: That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's
2: heavy. Yeah. That's
3: super heavy.
0: Wow. And did you stay there longer? Did you guys move out shortly no, after? Sta-
2: I mean, well, we stayed there as long as we could and yeah. then I wound up having to move to another apartment. Um, but no, I was there. I just was like, um, excuse me. Hi. <laughs> We're gonna be sharing the space. <laughs> yes. Um talk to the lady. Yeah, I just told I would like told my kid, I was like, let's just talk to her and like tell her that she's scaring you a little bit and maybe like she, you know, yeah, she'll leave that's us a good alone. Way to handle it.
3: Yeah. I don't know.
2: I didn't want to be like, ah, you know. (laughs) She's like three, you know. So I was like, let's have a reasonable conversation with the invisible lady in the corner. I love that. Wow. And, uh, you know, we didn't have too many other problems, but it was a lot of knocking, a lot of like you'd hear steps at night and nobody was in that end of the house. And this whole
3: facility that 180 had bought it or whatever? We
2: rented it. We oh, rented was it 180? and then the, it was, yeah. yeah, and then it was gonna, we were gonna turn it in, they wanted to turn part of it into an art gallery. They were gonna start very much like Sierra Lea, was like, yeah. now let's do, ev- I mean, as yeah. addicts do and addicts who run, you yeah. know, treatment centers, we go, I've got a great idea. We're gonna build our own city. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all gonna be in these walls. <laughs> right, right. Is 180
1: um, like the same as the hills? Or no? They were somehow or another. They,
2: there was a very bad parting of ways there. there okay. that's, that's a, oh, again, I, like, I'm telling I'm like, oh, I've lived this story three or four times <laughs> over in different locations. Um, yeah, Be, I got, yeah got,
0: before my time. Oh, yeah, we, know, we yeah, all got before, fired yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. There was
2: a hostile takeover. No way. We showed up to work one day. Everybody had been fired. I was the only one that wound up staying on because I was the only one that knew what the fuck was happening there with the Whoa, new owners. Shit. I called them up. I was like, it was when I was living at the center, uh-huh. I showed up. I was like, I can't lose my job because I live at my job, <laughs> I need this job, wow. and I just called them and I was like, "Look, I don't give up. I'm not loyal to anybody else in this fucking property except me and my kids. God. What do you need to do to start this new company?" Yes. And, I was, and they were—I yeah. was the only person they kept out of like 120 people. That's really? So crazy. I begged my way back into a job to try and restart that center. But That's awesome. It's neither here nor there. We wow. go on tangents. Wow. I, I wonder if this episode's made any sense. Yes. Or to if us everybody it. listening no, to yeah. it is like, like "What Puh. the?" F- this woman When you listen sense.
3: back, they're fucking incredible. Yeah. Yeah. But they just uh, when you're doing them, you're like, uh, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I,
2: just, I I every time I just I leave a room and I go, Why did you talk that much?
1: <laughs> no, it's great. Yeah.
3: The second question we have.
1: This is only this the
2: second is, question we've gotten to. I just haven't stopped talking. There's only two. <laughs> we only asked two questions. But, That's it. Right. Right. Yeah. Have you ever seen a ghost? Yeah. And what's your favorite color? Nothing
0: No, a little bit better. A little bit, yeah. Not yourself. Yeah. Have you ever smoked PCP or serm?
2: Yes, unknowingly. Oh, uh, let's hear. I was in Long Beach where I used to hang oh, out. Oh, Long
1: Beach and PCP? <laughs> shocking. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah. I
2: saw somebody get shot on, on that. That was not fun. Um, by the cops. Um, but no, I was like, we we're all sitting around and I don't know, it was like 2, 3 in the morning. And I was, we were all fucked up and... Um, Yeah, somebody's pass around thing. They're like, yo, you want? And I was like, fuck yeah, and I take it. It was a cigarette, but they laced it, and I was like, that felt really weird. And they were like, oh, yeah, yo, I thought you want to get wet. I was like, get wet? No, I don't want to get wet. And they were like, no, 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 like, sure, bro. I was like, you're going to have to explain this to the little white girl. I don't know what we're talking about. And that's how I learned it, and I went, mm, that's not, I don't like that. And I didn't, it wasn't like I really, after that first hit, I was like, not good. It felt weird. I didn't like, like it. You're like me.
1: I hate it. She yeah. loves it. So I didn't like it. it. I loved it.
2: No, I didn't. No, I didn't like That's that. Awful. I was I was never a downer. I me I either. I needed I, once I found out that I had ADHD, I was like, no wonder. I was going for <laughs> stimulants and then would be the calmest person in the room. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone else yeah. is losing their mind and I'm like, "God, is it feels tired." Yeah, I'm I'm you're you're yeah. You know, I can read a book right now like <laughs>
0: I heard a guy share something the other day that I'd never heard of before. He's like, "Man, he's like, I'm sitting here, everything's good. I got my baby girl back in my life." He goes, "But I just want to go and hit a Ghostbuster." And I was like, "Wait, what's a Ghostbuster?" And a Ghostbuster is uh, so it's a pee dog. So it's cocaine and a, cocaine in a joint dipped in PCP.
3: That's a Ghostbuster. Ghostbuster,
0: yeah. And I was like, "Well, apparently, fucking, I learned something new because I guess I was smoking Ghostbuster." Yeah, I was, say, yeah, I was <laughs> like, I was
2: gonna say, I'm like, I've I've done like, I've, I feel like I've smoked the cocaine in yeah. a cigarette. And PCP, but never the two in combination. Yeah. And I don't, a, yeah, full, luckily yeah. <laughs> that's not something that's going to take me out because that does not <laughs> yeah, yeah. sound fucking appealing at all. That yeah, sounds like not. a recipe for jail.
1: No. That's yeah, a, the yeah, one thing out. I did, I smoked cocaine all night, one night, and when I finally went to sleep, I woke up and I'm like, I'm never doing that again. And you didn't do it again?
2: I, really? Oh no. God, no, that was, uh, I, it was.
1: You like I'm smoking not, coke? Not,
2: not smoking coke necessarily, but like I do that a couple times, but that was the one rule I had in my house. Was you could well you couldn't smoke coke, but you really couldn't smoke crack in my house. I did not like the smell of it. Right. If I, and I had a friend who was a big crackhead, who wound up shaving her poor dog because she was convinced that it was that they her and the dog were infested with bugs. Oh, like the fucking Marjane,
0: right? Margie, right? Margellen, That's what I, it's a thing. It's where, like, a the thing convince, where they are convinced, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah.
2: it was bad. And she was like smoke bombing oh. her house, living in it. I, oh I finally God. show up. She had a Yorkie that she'd shaved like oh big down. God. I was like. And I'm high. I was like, I'm going to take the dog. Yeah. Um, but no. <laughs> I'm going to ask
0: you her name after this. Because oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, I wonder what to-
2: <laughs> But I, yeah, it was like, I, I God, I, there were a lot of things that I didn't do. But there was, there was well, actually, that's not really true. There was a short list of things I didn't do and a long list of things I did. But there was, you know, usually the favorites. And it was always a stimulant.
3: Yeah, for sure. Because
2: it made me sure. feel normal. I finally felt like, oh, I can, like, my, my brain is,
0: I had a, there's a guy, the guy that introduced me to smoking cocaine, you know? And it was like, he was like our friend that was the crackhead, you know? And we would all be, we would all be at partying, yeah. And we would like take some pills and go to sleep and wake up and like, our friend's PlayStation 2 was gone, or like his watch, or <laughs> right, whatever. Right, right. And then it'd be like, oh, man, he's gone. Uh, you know, yeah. yeah he, and, and we're like, oh, fuck, he got right. us again. Got, yeah. oh, but like, sorry, he was like right, the free, right. like, you always invited him back in. So we all right, went to right. It was to, all to, harmless, yeah. it was harmless theft. We went to Vegas for a cannabis cup. We were like 17, and we had a friend that was like working in, you know, cannabis and whatever right, right. And the thing.
2: And a couple and friends yeah. that have won yeah. cannabis cups. Yes, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so we went out to Vegas for this one, and we were like, oh, we helped set it up. And then we were like, oh, you guys can be like judges in the thing. And we were like 17. It was the coolest thing we had done. Right, top, right,
2: you're like made you smoke weed. Yeah. Yes, I like and, this one. Yeah. That, that's yeah. my judgment on it. Yeah,
0: and we brought this guy with us. You know, we brought the crackhead friend. I'm, I'm trying really hard to not say his friend. Yeah, so we bring crackhead friend. We have a room that we're staying in. I don't know if I've ever told this before, but this guy uh, that was a like a reggae DJ in Vegas got us a room. He was like, "Oh, I'll get you guys a nice room. It'll be at this place called the uh, um fuck at uh, uh, the San uh, the San at <laughs> uh, the San Tropez." Which we're like, oh, it sounds nice. He's like, and I'll get you the presidential suite. We're like, word for a hundred dollars a night. So like, we all pitch in. Me and all my seventeen friends. i never heard of the San Tropez. Oh, I haven't either. I've so, been
2: to some dicey. Yeah, Dice. yeah. yeah. Right. I'm like, that's just on so, Fremont Street yeah. for, sure. <laughs> for sure. That is downtown Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> so we're staying at
0: the San Tropez. You know, we're at the Cannabis Cup. We go and we judge it, and we get all this weed, and we come back, and we're having a good time. And like the weird thing about the San Tropez is, we would show up, and there would kind of be like, we had a room that was like poolside and whatever, and there would kind of be like people that would walk by and. uh it would like peek into our room and keep going and shit, you know, like would walk. Was by. it
2: like a swingers hotel?
0: <gasps> uh, oh, so no we shit. go out one night. We go to a, to a to a we go out to a strip club and we come back and we're coming back and we're like and it was me and my buddy Mark and we're and we're like and oh, we're everyone had their windows open boning. He, oh, he's like <laughs> we're standing at the San Tropez. He's like, oh, a couple, huh? How long have you guys been together? We're like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah. He's like the San Tropez, you know. And I was like, yeah, shut up. And we was like. No, that's the that's like the gay swinger nudist fucking spot, you know. I'm like, this is where the guy puts us up, you know. Like we're like literally 18 bucks years old. For the yeah, presidential bucks suite, fucking, yeah. Hey, we had like the the hot tub, the fucking the heart shaped hot tub uh, in yes. there, the whole nine, you know. So we're hanging out, and the entire time we're clowning this kid for being a crackhead. We're like, you you fucking crack. We would just call him the crackhead, you know. right, and, right. Uh, right. And he, would, like, disappeared because one Because you always
2: night. need one fucked up person yeah. in your group that's more fucked Worse up than, than everybody And you does. gotta, like, talk yeah, shit. Like, hey, you gotta, yeah, you we're gonna, gonna put you there. Together. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> right.
3: And then crap <laughs> was butter? always, like, so, you know yeah. what like, I mean? It was all over, to like, you know, smoking crap. I just
2: didn't like the smell do. of it. Yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah. I don't like the smell. Take it outside.
0: Yeah. So we're also, we're like poking you. We're like, you fucking crackhead. Where'd you go? Bet you were smoking crack. And he was like, man, fuck you guys. And we had smoked all our weed. We were drinking and doing cocaine and whatever higher class drugs we were doing, Right, right, right. You're being
2: fancy. And
0: uh, yeah, and he had his little bit of weed left from the thing. We're like, oh, what do you have left? He's like, my sour diesel or my blue, whatever it was, you know, he's like, you guys want to smoke a joint? We're like, sure. So he rolls up this joint and he passes it around. And I remember it gets to me and I take a puff of this fucking joint. I'm like, I'm like, wait, what's it? And I'm hitting it, and, like, my entire mouth is going numb as I'm hitting this fucking joint. And I'm like, I almost said his name again. I was like, you fucking crack it? I was like, did you put some fucking crack in this joint? And he just fucking does this smirk, and he goes, oh, yeah. (laughs) And I'm like... Well, fuck, you know, you
4: fucking got, to, you know, <laughs> I'm like getting good like, alcohol. I'm not yeah, going to waste it now. Yeah, to right. anyone, you know?
3: you yeah. yeah. That's the thing. You start smoking crack, smoking cocaine or crack. Like as soon as you start smoking, you can't let go of it. Right. no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, hold we on. Just I didn't even get a hit. It's <laughs> not right. I only got two. I only got two. Totally. Totally. I remember the guy who introduced me to it was one of my older brother's friends who was like this slick fucking dude. He was living in Newport on the sand. Right. he like was like car salesman guy or whatever and he was like ladies man always Johnny on the spot funny cool witty and then we were gonna get blow and just like go to a I had like a fake ID and go like drink and snort some right. blow And then he's like, well I want to go smoke some first. Let's look oh, how do you do that? You know? So he's doing the Just, whole thing where right. he's like questions you
2: the, wish you never asked, you know? Yeah. How do you do that? <laughs> right. And it's, then it's, ten it's, years later, know, so.
3: totally like making it into a flake and he doesn't have a pipe so he's doing the aluminum can with, like, ashes on it mm-hmm. to, like, filter it or whatever. And as soon as he takes a hit, like, anybody that, like, that, I literally poison, just made that. I was like. Exactly. <laughs> as soon as he took a hit. I can't even. He literally- My jaw just naturally, like, went that way. <laughs> he literally just went like this. Oh, I can sta- feel it. And you're like. And eh. he stayed in the bathroom. And it was just complete demeanor change. And he wouldn't let go of it. Right. And he's just like, hold on, hold on. Hold on, just hitting it over and over again. And it was so disgusting. And of course, I did it too. (laughs) (laughs) It was the worst thing I've ever seen. And then I joined him. Right. I just, I didn't get sucked into it the way I did like meth and heroin and the other drugs.
2: No, I did. That was the one I I did not. I do remember being uh, at someone's house one time, a, a particular dealer's house that I went to with someone. And we got there and his like, you know, adult star girlfriend is like in the back or whatever, like smoking crack, getting high. And he's there with somebody else. And we're like there just to pick up. And we're sitting. He's like, no, no, sit down, sit down. Whatever. We wind up sitting down. Bang on the door. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, I go down the hallway. In come two dudes. wind up taking dudes' dogs, like stealing his wow. dogs at gunpoint because dude owed somebody money. All- I was like, I'm going to just go in the back there and get high. <laughs> oh, And like, and the girlfriend are like just getting in the back, getting high, like, peeking out the doorway every once in a while. Are they gone yet? (laughs) Oh shit, they took the dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, is like, fucking wild. Is that here in LA? Yeah, 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 right behind, uh, right off Melrose, across, uh, right at Melrose, and, um, like, Highland
3: area right there?
2: uh, Kind, yeah, I want to say, like, um, there's um, the comic book store right on the corner there, and like, Pink's,
3: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Golden Apple. Golden Apple, yeah, yeah. It's huh, that yeah. building right, right, right by yeah. there. Because I remember I turned... Because I was so fucked up and the only remember thing I remember seeing was like Golden Apple years later right i'm driving by and i drive by the, i think when i was working know. in It and i was like oh, i know that building oh my god like yeah it's fucking weird
3: yeah. it's so wild you drive around this town and the landmarks and shit that you right. remember from those nights You're like oh, oh i know? got sober there
2: i got really drunk right there yeah, oh, I got, yeah.
0: And, <laughs> totally. you, and i'll still i'll take a turn on the street and i'll be like oh my god like that's yes. where that happened like oh yes yeah yes, yes, years you know that, yeah yep. Yeah, that happened
3: to like two days ago. That I oh am, my yeah. god, I yeah.
2: haven't thought about that yeah. fiasco in years. Right? That, that happens paper. to be
3: exactly what you just described. You don't remember the area, you turn a corner, right. and, and it's like, like Plumber Park or yeah. something. Right, right. And you're <laughs> like, Ooh, I've Plumber seen Park. this place at 3 no. a.m. Yeah, it's not never good. seen right. just oh. driving by. Every like,
1: single fucking 7 Eleven in Hollywood, <laughs> <because> <laughs> every single one. <laughs>
4: Right? Yeah. Like, and
0: then we yep, think, yep, I started yep. thinking, I'm like, oh, we're I'm going to run out of stories. Like, what are we going to keep talking about on this podcast? And then I'll have one of those and I'll be like, oh my God, like this, this happened, you know? We're yeah. like, oh yeah.
2: I remember we're when a never... guy named Bullet fell into a fire pit in my backyard. <laughs> no way.
1: <laughs> <Bullet>?
2: <laughs> I should have known.
1: Wait, where did you live at that time? What?
2: I mean, I lived all over the place. I, that was, I had bought a house in Westchester. There was a whole fiasco with that. Um, and uh, so I mean, I had lived on friends' living room couches till one of my friends got attacked in an apartment we were living in, so we had to move. Um, I mean, just wild. I was kind of like all over Floating. the place. I also, like, I would have the house in Westchester, but then I'd be at the Hollywood Roosevelt for like six days because yeah, I just yeah. couldn't quite get on the freeway. You know, it was like with the Coke can. <laughs> it was, you know, <laughs> couldn't quite let it go. And I was like, that's My, far. I'm just going to have to spend a bunch of money I don't have. Yeah. And, uh, you I, know, I'm wind not, up here or get yeah. blacklisted from there. That was always a bummer when I'd get, I only got blacklisted from there twice
3: for
0: 30
2: from days. for 30 twice. days. Only twice. <laughs> only twice.
3: Did they not let you run up and down the halls there? Fucking get No, crazy? they did,
2: but there's certain there, there's a limit. There yeah, is a limit sure. to things, and at one point I was just having parties there all the time to where there was like like a line down the hall. And I'm like, <laughs> no way. Yeah, wow. and I yeah it was a lot. The security there knew me. That I would it would be so bad that like things would get so bad and fucked up that they wind up having like I'd leave, but then I'd come back and they'd be like, all right, I was really fucked up last night. Like we'll give you a deal this time. You can be by the pool, but you can't do whatever. And I was like, uh huh. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: <laughs> Sure.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the Roosevelt was the scene of many a crime. And
3: you're in there cutting kind apart of the TV guide, making bindles, serving fucking
2: twenties. <laughs> like I would. I mean, the 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 housekeeping would always tidy up our like station, you know. And I was Look, like, did they organize all of our straws by size? They you know. cleaned.
0: Okay, I got. I got. You did literally just brought it back. We were there. I think it was maybe my.
4: I have weird. Maybe my twenty Wow. Way.
0: My twenty ninth birthday. We were staying there, and we had a pookie bong, and we went out somewhere. We right? went partying, and we came back. And they cleaned, cleaned out it. the bong. <laughs> and they put it there, right? Like, it was clean. We were like, wait, we were shook. You know, we yeah. were like, oh, my yeah. God. They cleaned the they cleaned, They cleaned, they the whole cleaned thing it. Out. They yeah. wiped
2: off the table, yeah. put all the little things in yeah. it. I'm telling no you. Yeah. Yes, yes. I'm telling yeah. you. Housekeeping at the Roosevelt 20-something years ago <laughs> yeah. was fastidious. Respect, yeah.
0: <laughs> 10 years ago, it was still yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I used good. to just
2: buy all the valet guys there, like, in and out.
0: Mm, because that's awesome they
2: just go run errands for me around hollywood i'd be like hey it's 3 a.m can you go pick this package up from this <laughs> house three blocks away or whatever you know they just deliver or be three like I need, can you go get me a bottle of jack daniels at 11 p.m you know whatever and then i just go get in and out and come back and be that's like thanks awesome. guys yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. buy myself yeah. a favor
3: <laughs> i love it i love it OG but Hollywood I, old days.
2: It's you know what, like I said, we I, I laugh about it and we tell these fun stories and like yes and all that stuff, but you know, at the end of the day, like those are the fun, silly things that you know, then we leave out, you know, somebody getting the shot guy. at in, yeah, no yeah. you know, in the backseat no of your car, or you know, somebody ODing at your house and you're like, you know, figuring out what to do with them, or you know, all of these things. Um,
3: Which was probably super hairy too, but like being who you were, it's like, you know, the, the, the the tabloids and the shit, like as soon as anything popped off, you're like, here we go. You know,
2: I mean, again, the days of the days, uh, uh, I did most of my crazy partying and fucking up in the days before cell phone cameras, right when they were coming (laughs) out, I have somewhere on something, there's like three old fuzzy pictures of like me and my friend with like a, beer can like hat on or something in someone's apartment at like you know five in the morning right like there's a couple of weird stupid pictures but you didn't have cell phone cameras you didn't have it wasn't everywhere wasn't bottle service everywhere yeah. wasn't you know it was it was not necessarily better but you could you had a little more um Editing leeway to whatever, yeah. you know an asshole because I mean because look here's the 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 truth of it is is that I'm sure that there are a lot of people who you know have walked right out of a career because of things that they've gotten caught on camera or whatever doing and it's a lot harder
3: yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, we're here. We're here today. and
2: Hell yeah.
3: Before we bounce, do you want to plug anything? Do you want to talk about yeah, anything? Yeah. I'm what doing? are you up to today?
2: Uh, oh, gosh. Well,
3: I have
2: a podcast called How Rude Tanneritos, which is a full house rewatch podcast, the original series, which has been really fun because I never watched the
1: show. That's awesome. That <laughs> was <laughs> uh, Yeah,
2: I never watched the show. You don't
1: even think of that. Fuck, of course you didn't watch it.
2: Yeah, it was five. What wild. the fuck did I... Yeah. And also, I don't watch things that I do most of the time because I would probably change careers. <laughs> but I, I going back Will, and watching it's so much fun.
3: the other day on a podcast. What? Willem Dafoe just said that on a podcast the other day too. And he had some kind of, you know, psychology behind it. So I get, I, it, I it,
2: it's, if I see what's happening out here, like it, I just become very
4: critical and judgmental. Yeah.
2: Um, But going back and watching it now, it's kind of fun. So Andrea and I have been doing that. Um, I also have been um, doing a lot of comedy, more more stand-up stuff. I have a a show called Family Dinner, um, which we've been doing at the Comedy Store and um, are going to be potentially moving locations in November um, and doing a new show. But it's a a panel show that I do with myself and three other stand-up comedians uh, and i have them bring a dinner for, or some sort of food item from their childhood oh
4: nice um, oh.
2: whatever story that brings and with comics it's always a really good oh, one. so, that's so cool. and then we play like stupid games and play, it's kind of interactive and so i've been doing that i've been doing some theater stuff I've been doing homework movies can we watch
3: where can we watch family dinner
2: Family dinner is not streaming. it is a live it's show live. only it's oh, live shit. It's comedy live somehow. comedy Until yeah, yeah huh can we come? yes, absolutely. We'll oh my God, that. you guys That'll should be great. we're down it'll be it's really fun. it's completely what about
1: Jody's gonna have to answer to the other ones meet Reno's voice no 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 oh please you should meet the <laughs> people be like, I hang out Jesus, with Christ, trust me Reno's
2: nothing uh. no it's everyone's I only hang out with people that are a little fucked up, so it's okay. <laughs> but it's really fun and it's been cool like moving more into like stand up and doing comedy that's kind of more my speed
1: um. it makes you you were a very ex, I know you haven't watched it but you were a very exuberant kid I sh- wonder what happened to we <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it drained out of me yeah. So, so, uh,
2: yeah
1: no but I mean like so much different than the other kids on that show you haven't watched it but it's
2: well but it's doing a lot of speed no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was six. I was, I was six doing somebody. hot rails. Right? I yeah, started, I was um,
2: smoking <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I got a quick thing to like to double back to when we were talking about all the, you know, with like with the with the stuff with the Narcan coming into schools mm-hmm. and everything and the resources that we have and that are becoming more accessible, you know, with fentanyl set test strips, with xylazine test strips, with being able to get Narcan over the counter now, right. you know, would mm-hmm. just now happen. You can finally get yeah, it at you can Walgreens. Get over the, you yeah, yeah. Yeah, which before you would have to literally, you couldn't get NAR. You would have you to would go have to like, go, you to, to,
2: usually you just get it from like street services. Yeah, from
0: yeah, from a needle exchange or an yeah. outreach or somewhere, you know, but like, with guys like you know the shows the tv shows like you know Angus from Euphoria passing you know like the drug dealer on Euphoria dying from a fucking you know from a from a fentanyl overdose you know like that is bananas and we got to like you know like i think like it's kind of our duty to make sure that people know what like to how to use narcan to Absolutely. know to know the resources and also like even more so than that um UCLA offers a drug checking service now, yep. where you can literally anybody completely anonymous could bring yep. their substance to UCLA. They they pop up at certain locations, uh-huh. and, you know, and they can have their substances checked completely anonymous yep. and and to see exactly not just if it's cut with fentanyl or xylazine or right. whatever. They can tell you if it's cut with fucking what's xylazine?
1: Shomlaid. I'm sorry.
2: xylazine is a new. It's um it's the stuff that actually causes like really severe le- um, lesions and abrasions uh. um, and abs and like is basically like a flesh eating like oh, it just shit. rots your skin yeah. away. Yeah.
0: The stuff that's like And in, they're in now cutting now f- they're
2: and they're replacing cutting stuff instead of fentanyl they're cutting it with xylazine. Yeah.
0: And they're cutting fentanyl with what xylazine they to they make, make it, it last, last longer. longer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. So now people will go specifically to get fentanyl and they cut that with xylazine and then people are like literally having parts of their hands and legs run off. That's
1: what we're talking about though. It's like our kids, you know, like they're they're all on Instagram and they, the bigger problem is like these young people dying from fentanyl, like there's no taboo in it. Like using needles right. is like, they all fucking do it. All the yeah. young people we know. yeah, right. Or they're
0: smoke or they're not, they're taking right. a pill or they're, they're taking one hit off of some foil. It's not like people dying from shooting IV drugs. Right. That's, it's, a, it's, yeah. that's
2: the thing. And yeah. that, that was what was really uh, important in, Sort of that series that I did was, you know, we talked about a lot of the like one pill could kill and how like, yes, it sounds cheesy, but it's, it is not an overstatement of truth. It is not an exaggeration. It's not Mm -hmm. like a scare tactic or anything like that. Like this is coming from hardcore drug users. Like, yo, it's, it ain't not like it used to be. You can't just like, you know, blow a rail and be like, I wonder what that was. You you know, you're like, oh shit, I could die.
1: Yeah. It's like those comedians in Venice. Remember that? There's like three of them partying. Two Two of the three died. Yep.
2: Yeah, and you know, there's, and I think also we've come a long way um, in the discussion of harm reduction too, and things like that, test strips and things, where we realize like, look, you, you're either going to completely alienate people by saying like we're not going to do anything for you, or we've got to meet people where they're at and try and bring them in, you know, in, incrementally. Exactly. And I think that we've um, made some huge steps and huge progress in in the field of treatment and addiction in regards to that because it used to be. People will be like, well, then that's not that doesn't count. And you're like, look, you you want people dead or you want them so like you you know you gotta get them there.
0: Yeah, you, yeah, um, you gotta keep them alive long enough alive until long they're ready to get, get help. And yeah. Or and no get help. yeah, and there is no easy answer, and there's yeah.
2: there's no easy way to do it. But I do I I do like seeing that we're getting a little bit more like to a place where it's not so you know black and white thinking. Yeah. It's because this is not addiction is not a it's not an off and on switch. It's not a you know, one size fits all thing. It is, there's things that we can all do to have, to keep ourselves sober and, you know, continue on our journey. But like, we all have different trauma and we all have different shit and we all have different things that we have to, you know, walk in here with. And I think now seeing people being able to be like, look, I get where you're not ready yet. Okay, that's cool. Well, here, let me, here's like at least safe needles, safe that, you know, Mm -hmm. Because if, as long as you're keeping them alive, they might have a chance to get sober. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean it's gonna,
1: it's on us because the government's not gonna do any st- thing to stop meth or fentanyl coming in this country. Not even fucking close. They have no interest in stopping it. It's just it's everywhere. Yeah. You know.
2: Yeah. Well, somebody's making too much money off. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> that could be a whole another.
2: And then episode. we all wind up dead.
4: No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean yeah. it's
3: abs- It could be a whole other episode with you know how we need to yeah shit needs to be done at all levels. Yeah. And all we can do is what we can do right. with our and we could
0: use our little platform to be able to spread some of the awareness yeah. and let yeah. people know you know because I didn't until a few months ago I had no clue about this drug checking thing I had yeah. no clue whatsoever. A lot of my used- friends
2: who've been in the rave scene for a long time. Time. They've had that. They've for been years. doing it, yeah yeah yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can see most most raves, like most festivals, stuff like that. Check them? Yeah, they have test strips. So they, they have,
0: yeah, they'll do like for test strips like by years test years, you can trip. go, yeah, yeah test strip uh-huh. by
2: test. But uh, I mean, if people have been pills. testing X pills yeah. like that for long, for not a long time, but years four them? or five years. Really?
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but now they're just, yeah, it's yeah,
3: that. But now it's just you can broader, take any yeah. drugs. I mean, it but used just, to
2: just yeah. be a couple things that they could test for, but now, but now they can take anything. Everything.
0: They could see yeah. if it's back like back if there's the day, dirt, hot, be like, hot yeah, chocolate, you test do my whatever. My K, yeah. my G, my yeah.
3: heroin, my yeah. speed. Yeah, anything. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Here, I've got <laughs> yeah. it. Right. Yeah.
4: I'm a little
3: bit.
2: I hope you've yeah. cleared your schedule for my testing, right? Yeah.
3: Do you want to take a quick 10
2: minute scope, right? Before we do this, I this will take about an hour and a half. Yeah.
0: Guys. Cool, yeah. Well, thank well, you so much. That thank was you so, guys awesome. so much wow. for having me. You're awesome. It was fun. Thank you. Yeah.
2: I love you guys. This is wow. a great time. I'm either. glad that we got to, like, share stories and laugh about the funny shit and talk about the serious shit and, like, remember that, you know, it ain't all bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 it ain't all bad. Uh, <laughs> that's right. you uh, yeah. the big bucks, Yeah. yeah. All right, all uh, right. Cool.